<laughs> Good enough. That's the joke we always lead in with. It's as original as it gets. <laughs> Have you ever listened to any other podcasts? They're not like this. They're about things. I know. I know. They've, no, they're, they're kind not. of in, uh, dare I say, insufferable <laughs> after a certain point. I, I think we're in this. I mean, it's not like we're in a middle ground. It's sort of like we're, who would have thought it, way out there. In, on our own, where th- there are really two types of podcasts, as far as I can tell. Tell me what you think. There's there's the sort of, like, uh, myself, the political edit- editor of the New York Times, with uh, this person who used to be uh, George W. Bush's foreign policy advisor, and this person, this person. We do a podcast uh, where we talk about foreign policy, and it's always sort of like, oh, this should be an actual show. Like, uh, we, we've reached a point now where there are so many people clamoring to talk about things that actually interesting people with interesting topics are sort of sidelined into a podcast. There's that, and then there's, you know, the the other side, which is just, oh, I'm going to talk about, whatever, you know, something specialist. I'm going to talk about, this is a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> we, all we do is talk about Pokemon, or wh- whatever, you know, skateboards, whatever kids are into these days. And um, we don't have, we're not either of those. We have nothing to say, but we also don't even have a subject to sort of loosely not say anything about. Yes, we'll probably talk about, you know, our schoolyard days for, you know, like 20 minutes just to warm up. <laughs> Again. With the same stories we must have told a million times at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I, I used to listen to Lowe's after a certain point. I just uh, kind of the appeal wore off when I realized that I really don't care to hear about what people think about things anymore. It's just, it's the, the, the idea of, you know, that on a fundamental level is like, I should do this because people will uh, really do want, uh, will be interested in what I think about this, that, and the other. And as soon as I quantify it like that, it immediately turns me off and I kind of stop listening to a lot of those things overnight yeah, I think I I know what you mean. It's sort of like in the free form, um, you've either got to be um, sort of actually telling me something that I'm interested in, and then I'm not really interested in what you're saying anyway. I just want the information. Or you've got to be entertaining. And and yeah, like I say, we're neither. So <laughs> yeah, uh, just out there on our own. Yes, well, you know, I'm, I'm here just to f- kill a couple of hours. It's been a... <laughs> a void of uh, inactivity up here in uh, in that lockdown. should be the 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 tagline to the podcast. <laughs> Sounds hosen. We wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Give them to me. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch YouTube anymore either. Uh. I. You know. I don't know. Like. They, I, I, maybe I should feel more guilty about that, but I don't. I sort of remember, you know, doing doing my degree in film and film teachers saying like, you need to get the trade journals and read the trade journals and all of this. Sort of like, no, you don't. You need to read one of them. It's the same information every time. <laughs> Things don't change. Like, you know. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So, what would you glean from a trade journal? I'm not. Well, I mean, you know, if you've never read one before, then you'd probably probably glean quite a lot on how things work. Oh, this is how we do casting in this country or state or whatever. 
But then after that, once you sort of, once you sort of have a basic understanding, it's not just for film; it's surely for anything. Um, it's only really going to be you know changes which probably aren't going to affect you. Like, oh, the actors' union have changed something so that you can no longer just randomly flash them whilst they're on set. I mean, you can. You just, you know, you shouldn't. <laughs> Before it was absolutely encouraged. Now it's a no-no. It's a, it's a faux pas. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ian McKellen talking about um, being on stage uh, on a... Um, I think before he was famous, he was doing a play. Uh, and he's one of those, you know, a, a working actor doing a play, you know, doing something like seven shows a week. And you end up doing, you know, 90 shows sort of basically back to back. I can't remember what it was, but uh, he said at the end of it, um, there's a bit where his character has to flash the other actors. He, he's like wearing a trench coat and he turns his back to the audience and opens up his trench coat and all the actors go, whoa, you know, and obviously he's not really nude, but that's the joke. But then on his last day, he just was nude for a laugh. He just, you know, flashed them. And they all like burst out into hysterics. And yeah, I wonder if you could get away with that now. After that, he couldn't get arrested in this town anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another one. I, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Jim Davidson, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, they, they were on stage and they had to like chug a bottle of their character had to chug a bottle of vodka, which was water. And on like the the opening night, someone replaced it with an actual bottle of vodka. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. immediately chonded. <laughs> immediately made it much more fun. Cardinal <laughs> Puff. <laughs> anyway, Damien, how are you? Oh, uh, delightful. I will be. I think. I. Uh, it's hard to tell. I should. By the thing, the time this is up, I should have finally left this, this, this house. I should be, I, I should be in London. I don't know. I, yeah, so, I, I discussed yeah. that I have a high opinion of that city. Well, I'll be, I should be back out in the open again. You know, interacting with other human beings. It should, it should, it should be. Yeah, when you say the open, we, what we haven't said is that Damien's actually seeded number thirty-six in the the open. <laughs> playing Andre Agassi's cousin or something, aren't you? No, I mean with. like in the the outdoors. I mean I'm technically homeless at this point. I'm re I'm returning uh, to London, having you know packed in everything at my essentially a flat I never lived in. So um, yeah, should be fun. I'll be uh, hopefully my uh, that uh, that cardboard box will be holding up. Were you paying rent on that while you weren't there? Yes, I was. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, I know. Dude. And when you say flat, it was it was a oh no, it's a, a room in yeah, somebody yeah, else's yeah, yeah. flat. Sorry to, to to clarify that it was yeah, just a room in someone else's house. You never did tell me about the landlord. You've always threatened that several <laughs> times. Is that interesting enough to talk about the podcast? That's a silly question. I think last week I talked about uh, my mattress for half an hour <laughs> in a positive way as well. It wasn't even like there was a funny story. Oh, yes, I found a homeless person had been living in my mattress for the last 30 days. I didn't even realise. I wondered why it was lumpy and snoring. Well, I... Nothing. Just It's completely satisfactory. <laughs> Four stars. Yes, and I, I think I said uh, I, I would try it myself, lying through my fucking teeth because I had nothing better to say. 
Um, so your your landlord, he was a nut job. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how interesting is. I, I think it, was, it could be quite typical of a lot of people's experiences with landlords, but he was just a hateful piece of shit. I turned up um, to this place. I mean, when I turned up for the, for the viewing, I had actually had another place um, uh, lined up, and I put money down and set in the other. But um, the day before I was set to move in, um, I get a call from the estate agent saying the landlord has decided to um, renovate, uh, refurbish the flat, so you can't move in now. So I've already left my uh, previous flat, and I'm kind of in between. Um, I'm just couch surfing at this point. I've got nowhere to fucking live. What a live. dickhead! You, and and you you got your money back? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but nothing. But I've know, been chased to say sorry. You're going to move in tomorrow. We 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 don't give a shit if you're homeless or anything. Yeah. So I given them the deposit, and I was chasing them up for all the papers. You know that I could sign something and put my something in black and white and since i hadn't done that they said ah he's changed his mind because this 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 was a tiny room it was essentially the size of, size of a broom cupboard but during it with everything that was going on i and i'd lost my Damien, previous... had he found your digital footprint <laughs> no but he got a very bizarre call from uh, the apple store in covent garden our <laughs> my mac mini the you know detective department <laughs> Yes, they they felt they they felt the need to ruin my credit history. This man cannot be entrusted with any assets whatsoever. Um, yeah, no, I found a room that uh, cheap as you could probably get in London. It was four hundred quid, and I think the landlord just realised that wow, people were actually happy to pay that even for such a dodgy little room. Maybe I can make some more if I put some curtains mm. in. <laughs> <laughs> a floor. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I imagine when I imagine like when you're describing it, it was uh, more or less like a a cage in um, Twelve Monkeys, where you didn't have a floor. It was like a grill to somebody else's room, which also didn't have a floor. It was just a grill. So there was no like bathroom or anything. You just sort of piss where you stand, and it goes all the way down to the London Underground. Yes, that was going to be the fun part you know, of it. Yeah, which 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 you know they've they've sort of doubled up as a a canalway is just. You know the, the 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 tubes are just sloshing through piss and shit, whilst like someone's someone's steering a gondola, singing away. <laughs> oh, I'm in Kilburn, la 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 la. Seven sisters on my gondola. <laughs> on a clear, you know, on a quick, clear and quiet night, you can hear it in the distance. It's nice, soothing, the ambience. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you know where I live, um, Indianapolis. Um, you know the canal. They, I don't know if they are still around, but before COVID, uh, I mean, I say, be- I mean, I say before COVID because that's the last time I went outside. Uh, they had gondolas there during the summer, uh, and I always thought it'd be like really fun if I uh, bought myself like a faux fur coat and started to try and unionize them. <laughs> Indianapolis is beholden to the the gondola union. <laughs> They've been on strike for the last two weeks. The city's at a standstill. Um, sorry, go on. Tell me about your landlord. Um, yeah, so I mean, when I went to this place, I think I was far too upfront about that information that I was royally fucking danged. And this guy took the fucking piss from day one. Um, oh, well, yeah, I mean, he, but this guy advertised um, uh, what weekly pay, um, and he advertised all bills included. And then uh, turns out, no. he, yeah, he he advertised the we what 
the weekly pay that he advertised was used to calculate the um, the monthly rent. So what it was I was expecting to pay five eighty for suddenly became uh, six twenty eight when he figured it out. And then upon moving in, he said like actually well it, yeah it includes all the bills but not tax because tax is not a bill. I think was his fucking logic. So council tax w- was not included. So, well, you can pay your own. That'll be seventy quid, or you could opt into my plan for an additional twenty quid. Um, <sighs> And that'll be that. So you know what I what was advertised as five eighty a month. Now it's now uh, six forty eight and thirty three pence. Within two weeks, right? This guy was such a mithing little control freak fuckhead. Within two weeks, um, he'd, he'd he changed some of the terms of the contract. We'd already both signed something marginal. I, I, I thought, fine, he's already fucked me off. I just he's clearly bit of a fucking prick i'll just give it a wide berth uh, just kind of roll over days later it's like yeah no the rent's gone up as well it's like what do you mean the rent's fucking gone up it's like yeah um it's not nothing much it's just one pound 67 <laughs> and it's like right so you <laughs> just to, to get it to a round number yeah basically yeah. yeah this guy was so fucking fastidious about things like that he, it, it just feels like dude you should have if you wanted 650 for that fucking room you should have just fucking advertised that and of course, you know, I, I, I when I told, uh, when I, I the rocked up there, I told them that my budget was basically, you know, 600 or under. Said, of course you have to do that because if you advertise that, I wouldn't have fucking, wouldn't have fucking uh, touched this place. I seem to remember that the, the service that I was using um, through an app called Spare Room, um, he contacted mm. me as well. It's not that I reached out to this fucker. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, young man. Want to live with me? Yes. Yeah. Um, did but you pay a deposit? I did. Yes. Did you get it back? Uh, no, it's on its way back. But um, he's given me this bullshit that um, you know the the estate agents uh, are kind of reluctant to kind of do this, that, and the other. It's like bullshit. I know it's the landlord that has the fucking final say when the deposit is released. So can you just give me uh, the fucking okay and just send it back? And he's now. I, I, I'll tell you something, right? And I I know this through experience. Right. If even if he gives it you all back, and there's no issue, if he hasn't put it into a deposit protection scheme, you can get a CCJ on him, a county court judgment, and they'll award you it back plus automatically. Okay. If you want to pursue that. Oh yeah. Well, I'll ask you a bit more about that when we're kind of off mic, because I'd like any any way I could fucking stick it to this fuckhead. I mean, yeah. All right. That's kind just, of... You just need to contact the citizens. Citizens of the. the, the, the. Citizens Advice Bureau, and they'll help you. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't done that in, you know, nigh on 10 years, but I can't have changed that much. Can it? Can it, Boris? Uh, normally, I wouldn't wouldn't really care, but this guy was odious. I mean, I mean, so that's kind of typical landlord shit. I mean, they get, a lot of people have had that kind of stuff. Um, maybe not quite the fraudulent advertising um, that he should be fucking brought to bear for. But when I... I, I, I went uh, for this viewing, and already, you know, he was just... He did not waste any time um, wanting to talk about the coronavirus virus being a, an absolute fucking sham and a hoax. Um, mm. and a sham and a hoax. Sham and a fucking hoax. Didn't believe anything. Well, he, he kept. Um, did he say it's a sham or did he say it's a shame? It's a. Sh- this is a shame. This is a terrible shame. This is a sham. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it was all this kind of shite about um, the numbers not adding up. And he managed to elaborate in great detail because um, 
he was you know he really pushed me to put the deposit down pretty much straight away um mm-hmm. which i did because you know, i i didn't i made no you secret yeah that i was desperate and uh i needed a place to live so i did but this is the one guy that um i've ever dealt with in terms of transferring money via the internet which i think is pretty normal now um yeah um he just he, he told me that every internet transfer is always always instantaneous and because he hadn't you know received it immediately he would not let me leave until he had it in his um account which uh, i've when i've done stuff like that it'd be best you know if it's a weekday it's usually like an hour or something like that you know it's not it's not instant at all so he wanted to sit down on his fucking patio out back for the better part of an hour and wait until he got that money in before he would kind of comfortably let me leave and this is when he kind of he took this time to elaborate on all the numbers and the statistics not quite adding up and this that and the other. And I don't remember any of it because it's just it's just not worth, you know, allocating any space in your fucking head for that kind of horrible horrible fucking bullshit. He tried to you know he gave me a cup of tea right, and um, I'm still there in a fucking face mask because I don't trust this guy. And I think he's get kind of give, giving me stacks about all these numbers and what have you because I can. He thinks he's talking to me like I'm a sheep, you know, because I'm wearing, I'm being responsible wearing a face mask because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Lord knows I can't afford to get fucking sick just in case. Um, mm-hmm. Makes me a cup of tea and uh, he doesn't, he washes the mug. Um, you would think with, you know, a fairy liquid and a sponge and just cold water in his fucking hands and hands it to me. It's like, how about that? It's like, I'm not, I, I'm just, I, I, I spend like the next 45 minutes holding a cup of tea knowing I'm not going to fucking put that anywhere near my fucking mouth. You wretched son of a bitch. Even if you don't believe in coronavirus, which is yeah. ludicrous, that's just if fucking disgusting. Germs. Yeah, absolutely fucking disgusting. Thank you very much. It wasn't. Yeah. And I, I would never give someone like that the time of day if it wasn't for the fact that I was obviously in a tough spot. But it went from fucking, it just. It, things like that kept going on um after a while i forget how um we got onto a conversation i was always very polite to him and i think he was always and you can tell he was quite a lonely guy he was a living landlord clearly no fucking family uh, or friends or what have you um so he did like to kind of talk people's ear off and what have you but somehow we got onto the topic of jeffrey epstein one one day and because you know he grew up oh, in oh god uh, like oh i Pen- know where this is going yeah god penzance you know his his parents owned a hotel and you know when he was a kid he used to work in the kitchens and he worked in the hotel hotel train um for a long long time so what he was familiar with is um he kept using the word courtesans you know and familiar <laughs> with the uh, trade and traffic therein and he would used to see a lot of these uh, these really really young girls that were completely completely strung out um doing it for for the drugs and this that and the other being kind of abused and manipulated by all these men um and well i mean i mean being you know prostitutes yes well you know being i mean yes being abused and manipulated but like you know a transaction was happening right it wasn't yes. just like someone living under the stairs no he yeah but um he there was he was referring to a but, particular but story in a is that what he was saying was he no, th- no, underage or? no, there was a story about something he'd witnessed in a club or so, some kind of function, something to do with where he was working. Where yeah, these these were girls that weren't prostitutes, but they were they were they were pursuing a certain lifestyle where they were manipulating men 
uh, f- uh, for their money using their their looks and this this that this and that what have you. Um, so he right. um, got onto the topic of Jeffrey Epstein somehow, um, and he had no symp- because of that those experiences. All of the um, children that you know Epstein had raped, um, they knew what they were doing, and so therefore weren't victims. Um, were his words. Mm. Uh, and not only that, of course, that um, because because they knew what they were doing, they couldn't have been victims. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking one hundred. Okay, yeah, fine, fine, okay. But uh, and his, the other thing that he wanted to elaborate on was that because um, Jeffrey Epstein's dead body wasn't, you know, laid open casket in, you know, like in state for people to witness. Um, that means he's not dead, you know. He's um, he was always working for the Israelis, and he's living quite comfortably in Israel now. He was always working for the Israelis, doing what? Well, just gathering the dirt on the Western world, you know, so they can, yeah, give yeah, give the goods to, you know, his real native government and hopefully swing the uh, balance of power in that region. Yeah, right, okay. So what was the, okay, I see. No, no Did, questions were asked. Did... No questions were asked. I just kind of like nod with a blank right. face like... It's been a it's been a long day. I'm gonna to go to fucking bed. Thanks, mate. For the longest time, I do. I keep giving him a wide berth, and um, but he does a couple of months down the line uh, say, "Look, hey, um, I'm gonna do. We do like a Christmas dinner here at the house um, for everybody." We go, do. <laughs> it's just you and him, right? Oh no, there's there's like eight eight rooms in this uh, place, and they're all oh, full. Oh, like a... didn't say that. Oh, okay. So it's one. It's one of those. So, so is it like a, a shared bathroom between eight people? Yeah, well, there's one on each floor, so it's like yeah, one yeah. bathroom between kind of yeah, four, uh, four rooms basically. I think I might have met this dude. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and um, did he did did he have a car where the passenger door didn't have a, a handle? Then no. No, okay. All right, just wondering. Okay, what's that all about? That was healing anyway. No, no, nothing nothing that weird. Just I remember uh, looking for a room in London at one point, and uh, he wasn't a landlord. He was just an estate agent, but I've never met anyone who, who exudes the sort of that desperation. And he he drove a, a hatchback with, like, I think he, the his car door, the driver car door, was a different color, but then the... The passenger door was obviously unoriginal, but you couldn't open it from the inside. He had to get out and open it for me, you know, like I was a colonel getting out of a staff car. Right. I, you know, and obviously tipped my hat and everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, but I, I know exactly what you mean with those sorts of houses. They're sort of, I don't know if they're unique to London exactly, but they're in, in Britain, they're definitely unique to London, I'd say. It, they're these, like, really old houses that at one point would have... L- belonged to a family of like three or four with mm-hmm. like a servant living you know in the basement quarters who no doubt had a bigger room than you do now um and and it, it basically they're big houses that have been chopped up gradually right yes yeah yeah it's yeah a, it's not like a, i mean they all yeah it's not like a huge victorian house it's kind of attached thing in in north london it's relatively modern i would say kind of like 60. what do you mean it's attached we, an attached house. So it's basically like a long... Yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, just a long row of houses, basically. It's not like yeah. an old... Vic, 
It's sort of yeah, an old kind of Victorian thing. Uh, it's it's relatively modern. I would say fifty, fifty, sixty, something like that. Um, right. Yeah. Right. 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 I see. They don't have like servants' quarters or anything like that. But yeah, I would say like a family with like two or three kids maybe would live very comfortably there. But then it's been chopped up into eight rooms. Well, yeah, yeah. eight separate residences within the house. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean the one the one I looked out one of the features was. Uh, the room has a wardrobe in it. <laughs> that that's staying, I promise you, it's staying. And that told me it wasn't when he said that. But anyway, go on. Um, yeah, so he invited me to the, the 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 house Christmas dinner, and he said he was kind of inviting, you know, it'd be obviously the other tenants and and a few of his friends and what have you. So like, all right, I'll be. He already he already asked me, you know, what what I was working, and I told him. He already knew that I was free that evening, um, which wouldn't have been the case if the, the, the flow of information had been the other way around, of course. So I thought I'd be polite and not try and uh, just, yeah, for, uh, and just go along because I had, no, I had no out. And when I do get there, I think only one, one other couple from the house uh, had turned up. And the rest already, you know, figured to kind of give that a fucking wide berth and just say they were working just even without being asked it's like, yeah i'm working sorry gotta go um his mm-hmm. the friends in question were previous tenants and uh it was <laughs> it was gross they were it was absolutely gross because they were the kind of like the slimiest kind of uh like beta males you could possibly find and they were just like they were just kind of kissing his ass about everything it's like do you not have your own lives at all so it was two 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 dudes. Yes. Two 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 like a couple. No, no, no. They were just two separate tenants from different times. I think one of them was like from like five years ago or something like that, and they're still in touch. It's, I I like the way I said that. Like it's the seventies, and it's like I, I'm I'm cool with with gay people. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. Two two. Like, are you are you are you a couple? I didn't mean it like that. I was just sort of trying to establish. So they okay. So they were they they were se- they weren't they didn't know each other. They were just separate. Tenants. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I see. Um, and how were they licking his ass? Well, just everything he said. All tongue. He, he, everything he said was either interesting. Every joke was always funny, and the man just was was neither of those things. He talked a lot of bullshit, and his jokes were just far, just just way off, and and. Yeah, they were just down for all of it. They, they, this the landlord. Um, I wasn't sure where he was from, but I would say something. I know he speak. He speaks Farsi. I think somewhere from like the Persian Gulf, somewhere like that. Um, and you've got some obviously these guys, uh, for, presumably from like I don't, I don't, um, give me somewhere that's in London that's obviously middle class but not wealthy. You know, it's, it's something like that. Um, Ealing? Yeah, something like that, you know. Um, yeah. There's... They clearly have nothing... I mean, all of it now, I guess. I suppose I so. Know. They were just too middle, accommodating... Middle class, of, but not wealthy, yeah. Uh, accommodating far too much. Um, one was, like, in his 40s. The other was, you know, like, early 20s. And, it's like, there's, there's no common ground here. There really isn't. And for whatever reason, years after the fact, you're still in touch with your old... Landlord, it's odd. These these were people that were clearly equally starved for attention and company, and it was just, it was slimy. It was absolutely fucking slimy. 
and um, and it was all fine um, for a long time. I think a couple of other people joined. It became a bit more normal when normal people joined. Um, food was terrible, of course, but I had to be polite mm-hmm. and because they knew I was I worked as a chef. I I had a lot of questions about that. It's like, what, what do you think about this? And I have to be polite and. You know, and then subject somehow t- starts turning to Star Trek and then Star Wars, and that's when the eve. This is moments that's before. That's when the fight broke out. It, kind of, and this when I it was moments before I had to duck out because um, it got onto the topic of the previous, the, the last three Star Wars movies and the topic of uh, <laughs> diversity uh, in these oh, Star Wars no. movies. And this, uh, the landlord was quite happy about saying, yeah, um, see, they were all right, but um, there were too many black people in Star Wars, you know. It's just like, I don't, I don't believe it's Star Wars anymore because it's, 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 yeah, it's just too black. And, you know, um, there are too many black people on, on TV as well. This isn't Africa, you know. And that's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I think I've, I've, my phone's ringing upstairs. I've, I've, got, I've just got to fucking go. Thanks very much. Um, I'll yeah, I'll see what I can do about coming back and get, help, helping out with the dishes. And of course, you know, that's everyone was kind of talking, uh, sharing drinks. That the other place went fucking silent. And like, well, what on earth? I mean, what on earth? Are you Have you doing? seen the last three Star Wars films? No, I haven't. I I, I saw Force Awakens um, five years ago. I saw it in an I mean, IMAX. There aren't, there aren't that many black people in it. No, I, I got to say, you know, like oh, really? casting my mind back. I mean, right. I know like, it was heralded too for many a lot black of people in Black Panther. <laughs> I've got a problem with a name, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Okay. That's a, it. But was he? Oh, I don't know. I mean, was he? Was he saying that to be a dickhead, or did he really no, believe that? He, it's a weird thing to give a shit about. I think. Well, he was doing you know, that very way. kind of English things. It's like, well, I'm not racist, but this. He was talking about it like it was more of an observation rather than a disgust for you know an entire race of people. Um, yes, because that's what an observation is. You know, an observation wouldn't be saying there's a lot of black people. <laughs> It's there's too many. Yes, he was. It's just scientific. It's just you know that's just true. He did specify too many. Too many. <laughs> right. Okay. And did he? Oh, I, don't, I mean, where? What can I ask about that? No, Jesus nothing. Fucking nothing. Christ. And see, the thing is, I don't know if it was like a sort of power play because you got a lot of people that are living under his roof that are being aren't going to argue. Black. Well, they're not going to argue oh, right, with him because okay. it's like well. What do they do? Is he going to give them his notice? Is he going to hike the rates? He's going to fuck with it. He's going to fuck with you. Um, I can I can imagine that they had similar experiences with me, where where they'd have kind of odd changes in contract, changes in the bills, or this, that, and the other, or they things were advertised differently, and nothing's quite clear. They don't know really where they stand. Um, he keeps talking about you know, how his friends like a lawyer and this, that, and the other, and you get this vibe that he's obviously a very He's obviously a control freak, yes, but you know, I, get, I got the vibe he's a deeply litigious person as well. Um, yep. And, yeah, I, I guess quite quite spiteful. So, I mean, if he's going to be thinking hateful shit like uh, like that, then you, you just don't know. And I was and I, I was in the same boat as everyone else, all fucking silent, didn't say a word, just kind of ushered myself out, you know, as kind of, quietly and nonchalantly and as passively as I could because I did not want to start a fight with a landlord that I fucking live with but that was fucking revolting and 
Yeah, I think everyone else was the fucking same, but everyone was fucking astonished. Yeah. Oh, dear. And, yeah. And, I mean, that's the, that was the last hateful thing I would, yeah, I heard him saying, but uh, he, he used to dress inappropriately. He used to, like, working out in the morning. And, oh, God. Uh, this, this, this is a guy. Was it like Jimmy Savile? Like, like tiny little running yes, shorts. Yes, absolutely. This yeah. guy's like, what, yeah. late 40s, early 50s. He's got a huge fucking gut on him. He clearly likes working his arm, big, heavy arms. Like I say, um, I'm not sure where he's from. Like I said, I, I will say some kind of Persian is kind of as loose and as inflammatory as that probably some is. Persian. <laughs> now I'm just thinking he's a long-haired cat. No, he was a very hirsute man, very, uh, with, you know, deeply tanned, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, a lot of short spandex kind of stuff, body clinging, uh, body clinging clothes. It was just kind of revolting to look at. And there was no shame, you know, you'd just be there, getting from home, and he's just there, and everything's bothering, and it's like, yeah, hello, shake hands, talk, talk, talk. And it's like, I just don't want to look at this kind of stuff at all. Not, not to derail us, because I am very interested in your landlord's spandex gut. I think I just heard one of your dogs go, oh, shut up. Yeah, that'll be Nala. She likes to, uh, she ha- I think she has night terrors or something like that. <laughs> Is that what we call them? <laughs> night terrors. <laughs> um, right, okay. You see, I didn't know any of this. Uh, I, I thought that you lived in uh, a flat with one man who owned a you know, like a two-bedroom flat. Uh, I guess that's it's better what you're describing because then you're not, you know, constantly using his furniture. Yes, well, I mean, I was never outside of my room. I, there, there was no living, living in no common room or anything like that. You had your bedroom and then you either went to the kitchen or you went to the bathroom and then that was it. There was nothing else. But uh, he liked to kind of corner you in the hallways and talk to you about relentless fucking bullshit. But when I came... Back from a, one of the lockdowns, I, uh, he was talking to me about his dad, and his dad had, was in the hospital, apparently having tested uh, positive for coronavirus, and he was angry that they'd had, you know, they uh, they'd given him injections at the hospital. And it's like your dad must be in his seventies for fuck's sake. He's obviously going to need some kind of fucking treatment. Why are you, why are you, yeah, bitter about this? You must have. What, what was he angry about exactly? That they, they had. Just injections, or yeah, did he think they'd injected like nano machines into him? Well, presumably, yeah. I mean, obviously, he thinks it's all a fucking hoax. It's not real. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I knew someone once who told me. I knew someone once. I know them now. Who told me? Uh, yeah, you, you know what COVID stands for, right? Uh, COVID. I, it doesn't even make sense. Like saying it out loud. COVID. Uh, co. Uh, comorbidity. Vid. Digital vaccination. <laughs> oh God! Digital vaccination, not not even electronic vaccination, which I, you know is still meaningless. But digital. Oh. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I'm not for you know ethnic, cyber vaccination, ethnic cleansing. But they think, uh, yeah, they, they must. When I see people talking like that on mass, you do you do feel like you know, part of me wants. You mean ethnic cleansing? <laughs> What I mean is that when I see people like talking about non-ethnic cleansing, like complete, like cleansing that is nothing to do with ethnicity. Well, that's yeah, that's why. Are you a fucking moron? Step right up. That's yeah. The point I was kind of ambling towards slowly. It's like, well, obviously that's terrible. Oh, good. I thought you were going to go into the Italian stuff there. (laughs) 
there are too too many Italians in Star Wars. That's what I folded it up with, you know, and I got a big, great big hug and hey, a handshake from him. Hey, I think you're your motherfucker. <laughs> I never found anything that elaborated on like the how and why of like 5G causing the coronavirus. It's just, it, it was what it was. Like, what, what, what has led you to believe that? You know, can you just point me in that direction so I can try and fathom on some level, please? Yeah, like and like it's what is that like? Uh, it's a it's a cover up by the government because the government have secretly, you know, had a extremely sort of practical committee meeting where they've said, yeah, five G is causing all these deaths, but it's worth it because the internet's twenty percent faster. <laughs> I, you know, there's just no reason. Who's benefiting? Ugh, I don't know. Well, these losers are because it gives them something to fucking you know cut their teeth on really. I believe this shite. Clearly, they're at a loss for you know any real kind of activity and meaningful uh, connections with people. Um. Well, what else did he say about coronavirus? I mean, he obviously, you know, was a skeptic. I mean, it wasn't like he even thought like, oh, it's being overblown. He just thought it was fake. Yeah. Or he thought it. Because w- you know, like you often have these sort of uh, contradictory views come out of people's mouths in the same sentence where. I've heard people t- say coronavirus is all fake and it's FEMA. Like, which is it? Is it is it fake or is it deliberate? It can't be both. Hmm. Yes. I. It's. I. I divorced myself. World War Two didn't happen, and <laughs> it was also the the Slovakians who started it. I mean, you know, like which one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't imagine like, they. To, from the outside, they seem like a unified group, but I don't know. Maybe there is, they are there are warring tribes amongst the uh, COVID conspiracy uh, conspiracy nuts. Oh yeah, I I would say, surely, surely, <laughs> yeah. Sh- sh- I mean, uh, you know, surely it's, you know, I mean, surely it's sort of like the the same sort of thing as, like Christianity in Europe in the twelfth century, where you go up the road and it's not really the same religion exactly. It's serves a slightly different sort of thing. I mean, it, it can't all be mm. unified. Uh, yeah. Isn't it all, all about sort of, you know, just the, you know, talking shit? Yeah. No, my point being that, you know, as a rational human being, I tie, tie them all with the same brush and don't really give that a, a second thought, really. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to be a fly, a fly on the wall, really, amongst some of these nut jobs. What do you think about the um, the UFO things that have been coming out recently from the Pentagon? Have you heard about that? No, I heard that uh, there was some what official secrets thing had lapsed, and they'd released some papers or something like that that was going to be a bombshell. That's all I all I know. What what came out? Well, um, over over the last few years, the Pentagon have released videos of yeah UFOs, unidentified flying objects uh, that they can't explain. And it's you know it's it's stuff recorded uh, on F-16s and stuff, and it's very weird. Um, some of the stuff, and uh, you know, people are saying, "Oh, the Pentagon are taking it seriously." What does this mean? It means there's UFOs. You know, they, they, the Pentagon have never said that there's UFOs coming out. You know, apart from the 40s and 50s and stuff. And uh, I, yeah, it intrigues me because. Um, there's more substance to it than, you know, just digital vaccinations or some shit like that. But I don't see don't see why that automatically means aliens. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you should you should check it out because some of the videos are I, I I don't know if I'd say convincing exactly in there being UFOs, but they're definitely convincing in that's weird. Okay, um, is there a particular place to go for that that you went to for a good kind of glut of information? You know, if you type in Pentago UFO video and you look on um, just a major news site, they'll have a video. They'll have videos, and you'll be able to see it there. Okay. Um, you know, and some some of them, uh, I think there's one where they the there's a jet tracking something that's going so so fast. It looks really weird. It looks like wow, that's a a tiny UFO, like something from batteries not included. And I don't know. I, I just sort of think like, well, that's something in the, that's something in the infrared gimbal or something. Mm. I don't think that's a UFO. Um, but there's, there's other other ones where um, I think one they released uh, recently. It's something like a pyramid-shaped object that looks metallic, and it again it looks convincing as as something very weird. I, but but I just think, well, if there are UFOs, you know, hanging about doing all this shit fucking with fighter pilots and stuff like they you know they've not come down and said hi what what can we do <laughs> yeah, they don't want to talk to us it doesn't look like uh don't blame them yeah yeah i don't know i, I i'm not sure i'm i mean again i don't want to be too conspiratorial or anything but me wonders if something else is at play here which is not necessarily not a conspiracy but isn't aliens yeah, I would say so. I mean, when you're talking about, I mean, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, um, about my grandfather who thought thought he cut, he was recording a UFO above the, like the housing estate. Uh, in That's Drumfield. worth telling again if you want to Yeah, all right. You know, uh, summarize that in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah well, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, my granddad uh, showed me this video and he'd taken... Uh, by the way, just for context, Damien's granddad used to work for the British space program yes he worked on the blue street program and, yeah uh, i imagine it was him and leonard rossiter in a room <laughs> trying to work things out you know on a on a chalkboard but yeah go on i mean he was a he was a very intelligent yes he scientist. was but he loved to look to the skies um in his twilight years um yeah no he, he showed me some footage you know uh he'd had his little video camera in his little uh, hobby room um of him zooming in and out on this um object suspended in the sky um, at an unknown distance, it looked miles and miles and miles away. It's only when you know he would zoom really, really f far away, and it would come into f uh, focus. And then, as he zoomed out, it obviously vanish. He couldn't figure. You know, it looked really, really odd. And um, as the footage looked really, really odd. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I couldn't really figure that out." It's um, only after the you know he took that away, went back to uh, his room, had a closer look out the window, he figured out what it was. It was a speck of paint on the window. <laughs> That's why you could only yeah. see it when he looked really, really far away. <laughs> like a really tiny speck of paint, right? Yeah. Like one you really could not see, you know, until you got so close to it. Yes. And then with the focus of the camera, it made it look like it had movement. Yes, and it right? made it. Yes, and it made it look like it was, you know, like it was very, very far away. It was a very convincing illusion, but yeah. yeah. I did, granted, I did a lot of painting in that room, and it was obviously just some backsplash, basically. Um, I'll yeah. give my granddad credit for, you know, fessing up because he was absolutely astounded when he discovered that on film and he had to show us because um, he was all about it. And he really was really, yeah, he really believed that, they, like, well, I don't know if he believed they existed, but he really wanted to. And he was really trying to kind of goad me and my dad into, you know, joining that camp. 
but uh, I'll give him credit for fessing up and saying I made a serious mistake. It was just paint. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you read about stuff like Sundogs and things like that, um, you can sort of match things like that to a lot of, you know, le- legitimately weird things people have seen. You know, like, I, I, I don't believe that, you know, like, uh, airline pilots who tell these stories are making things up. I think they've seen some, like, weird fucking, like, what the fuck is that? I just, I just think that there's a lot of uh, atmospheric phenomenon and, and stuff that we don't understand. I know, I know this sort of sounds like, oh, it's all weather balloons. Yeah. It sounds like you work for the man, you know, you're part of the machine. <laughs> yeah, hiding it all away. We've been feeding all that shit to Bob Lazar over the years because actually they're among us. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Do do you believe in alien amlians? Uh, no, I I don't think so. Um, universe is a big place, um, but I just I mean, surely something will must be out there in some form. I don't think it's ever going to be a part of our lives, though. I mean, I don't think in any kind of any stage really i think it's everything's kind of far too remote far too far away if at all i don't think it'll they'll this there'll be any kind of contact in any meaningful way if there was any possibility of it existing yeah i I remember reading uh, a book when i was um a bit younger when i still read things um called first and last man by olaf stapledon i think it was written in the late 20s and he was a, a science fiction writer uh, have you ever heard of it? No. Tell me more. Um, yes. Yeah, so the the first and last man is um, uh, a novel from the twenties by o- uh, Olaf Stapledon. It's uh, pretty interesting as novels go in that it doesn't have any characters. It's very dry and dense. Um, and what it is is it's a fictional chronology of. Uh, I suppose, mankind's entire existence going into the future. And it, it it sort of starts off fairly slow, where, you know, it goes like 50 years into the future and then a few hundred years into the future, and mankind... Obviously, this is before nuclear, prolifer- nuclear proliferation. Polo- nu- nuclear proliferation. Nuclear profiteroles. Um, <laughs> but he has mankind, you know, destroy itself with enormous gas bombs... And then, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years later, um, mankind re-emerges as a slightly different species. And he goes through it, and there's 15 different men or humans, you know, sort of human species that emerge over millions and millions of years. And, um, you know, it was written in the 20s, and he didn't think that people were going to get to the moon for hundreds of years. Right, okay. And and all of that. But it's interesting in that... um, um, they never make contact with aliens. They're never able to leave Earth in a meaningful way. They're able to leave Earth, but they're never able to go anywhere and talk to anyone or anything. And it, I always thought it was um, really interesting in that it ended uh, where the 15th man, the last man, they've been going so long that the the sun has started to expand Um and they have to, you know, their, their technology sort of allows them. They, they're, they're so technologically sophisticated that they, they can gradually change the orbit of Earth to sort of try and move away from the sun. But, but they're never able to get anywhere. 
And there's a, I can't remember the line exactly, but there's a, a specific sort of paragraph, sort of paragraph, somewhere where they're talking about, you know, making spaceships that can travel millions and millions of miles an hour and the stars just don't move. It's just too big. Mm. They, you know, they can go, go, you know, billions and billions of miles in one direction, but nothing moves because it's all so big. They can't get anywhere. Um, you know, and I guess a lot of the, well, you know, most science fiction where you're going to different planets and stuff sort of uh, depends on breaking the laws of physics, you know, where you can go faster than light by bending time and space or something. And maybe that is possible, but I I remember that book because it, it I don't know, it seemed to sort of really... Um, before before that it was even a thing where you would you know think you could go to different planets as a sort of common sci-fi thing it really sort of sort of seemed to dispense with that you know as immaturity and no we're here and this is it um uh, yeah okay you know and he 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 has them go to go to venus and find aliens on venus but they're not sophisticated aliens they're you know they're like they're like dolphins and things and they can ne they can never find like another intelligent species, and there might be one out there. It's just they're so far away that they'll, they'll never be able to reach them. Uh, yeah, and I, I I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's fair enough. Of, that sounds intriguing. Yeah. I've got it. Uh, I've got some of the details up in front of me now. I think I'll uh, I will look into that a little bit further. I've just got a. It's good. It's only Wikipedia, but I've just got. Um, it's obviously got breakdowns of the various. Uh, chapters uh the, the the men as it were right down to the end and you have the subhumans and and uh i've I, i'm hooked by the uh the uh title baboon like submen that requires a further reading i think and then of course the seal like submen which presumably yeah, are the dolphin think... people you were talking about no i don't think that no i don't think they're i think they're just aliens oh, okay i don't yeah no i mean he's talking about the sort of evolution and then regression and then evolution of men i remember the the fourth like men are cat men who can close their eyes and run through forests and stuff it's it's i mean it's you know it's it's sci-fi from the 20s but it's it's interesting okay um but i just i don't know that's basically my perspective like i don't think that there aren't aliens out there i just don't see how you know it makes a difference i suppose um yeah, that's usually your opinion on anything. There really is. Like, well, it is what it is. Uh, it doesn't make a fucking difference. <laughs> you know, if 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 there were aliens and if they could come here and you know share some of their technology, that would be wonderful. It would, you know, wouldn't it? But they it's don't seem happen. to be up for that. You know, I mean, I mean, you you've got to ask, right? If there are aliens and they've been landing here for the last seventy years and sort of slowly feeding the United States or whatever, their technology. You know, what sort of aliens are these? They don't seem very nice. They're, they're happy to go along with this, are they? Mm. You'd think aliens would just land wherever they wanted and be like, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> Plasma guns, you know, tokamaks. This you know, is what we're doing, everybody. Line up, line up. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, or something. I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd have thought that if aliens landed in the 50s in the United States, they might say, oh, you've got a bit of a race problem here. We're not going to deal with that with you until you sort that out <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, you know, one, one of the best cartoons I ever saw was, um, I mean, like a cartoon 
a panel cartoon. Yeah. It, it was one panel, and it was Superman, uh, and he was, I think he was queuing up for his social security number or something. And he was saying, it was just one panel and just one speech bubble, and he was saying, oh, good day, I'm here for my social security number. Also, the current form of government is unacceptable. <laughs> Like, wouldn't they do that if they, you know, wouldn't aliens come and be like, we're going to sort this out the way we see fit? Yeah. Or, or yeah, or we're not going to have anything to do with you until you're more mature or something, because that's the way humans work. We're so much more mature than we were a thousand years ago. Well, yeah, Dan Aykroyd said it best, you know, we're not going to have any meaningful uh, communication with... They call uh... him Daddy Aykroyd. <laughs> Danny Aykroyd. Papa Aykroyd. And uh, no meaningful communication with uh, with the uh, aliens, especially after nine eleven. The, the aliens were like, "Fuck this! You're mad." <laughs> You've seen these guys? They're fucking mental. The Empire State Building just takes off. Oh, it's a spaceship all the time. I wonder why no one worked in there. <laughs> you know, you know, and and there are there are different. Um, well, I mean, obviously there are different conspiracy theories, but there are different. Uh, I, I mean, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Some seem more plausible than others. You know, like like I said, if you look at some of those videos, you know, they seem really, really believable. Like, what is that? And then others, you know, like the idea that aliens came and helped the Egyptians build the pyramids. Like, what, were they fucking taking the piss? <laughs> they, did they come to, like, all right, all right, you fucking losers. Let's pile oh, some rocks up. Yeah. Can't I'll figure out that spaceship, Make a... Make loads of fucking rocks. Yeah. Do you ever think as well with, with the way aliens are sometimes depicted, you know, as being nude, uh, hairless, uh, small, and having big heads, do you think there's something to do with, like, uh, I, I, like a fear of human evolution or something there? How so? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following you with that one. Um, I think the, well, the the idea that they'd all yeah all in the nude is a bit kind of laughable, really. But I'm sure they've got this, you know, if you ask the conspiracy nut job about that, about that kind of stuff, they say, well, actually, what they have is this kind of mi microbial film all over them that regulates their heat. It's actually a really sophisticated form of translucent clothing, obviously, because aliens. Like at the end of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they come out and then you know they look like they're in the nude, but then when they you know you don't see when your man gets on the ship and they just unzip themselves and it's just like a, a huge-breasted animal with a massive dong that flaps out. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's um, just what it is is a full body suit. You don't actually see what yeah, the aliens look like at yeah. all. Yeah, there's a zip down the back. They look exactly like us. They're, they're, they're the same size as us as well. It's just someone... It's like a TARDIS in there. It's a trick like of the a light. made and everything. Huh? It's a trick of the light. It's a trick of the light. <laughs> <laughs> Full head of hair on those aliens. Um, yeah, because the, you know the the whole thing about those you know aliens looking like that. That's to do. I thought it was to do with the idea of the way we would evolve if we lived in space for a long time, where y your legs would become less important and less muscular, and then you would, you know, end up getting sort of longer, more muscular arms because you're constantly pulling yourself up and down the hull of the ISS to get to and from the jam. But, you know, these aliens are always depicted as having artificial gravity. Right. And everything, so... I do remember my granddad talking about, you know, human, uh, humans uh, evolving in space. Human anatomy. And 
I don't know it's what he was reading, um, but the one thing I remember he was talking about this theory that they'd, they'd have to start um, getting involved with uh, genetic engineering, as because as you say, the legs would be kind of meaningless in space. So what they would do is they would engineer two extra arms instead of legs. So people will kind of spider about their space stations and what have you. It's like, what are you on, old man? I I love that idea. I'd love to... Ex- I'd, if you could replace, like, you know, like properly do it, give me two le- two arms instead of two legs. I'd love it. <laughs> I mean, getting shoes would be a bit hard. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing as well is, you know, surely if aliens have sent aircraft, aircraft spacecraft here, uh, why would they be manned? You know, we're reaching a point now where, you know, in a hundred years, surely you're not going to get onto a uh, a transatlantic flight and it be manned by, you know, two men in a cockpit. And it, it, it would be men. You can't have a woman pilot. Aye, up um, them. <laughs> oh, God, I'm having flashbacks. I apologize. But, you know, I mean, why would they why would they send people here? I don't know. It's an unnecessary risk, but then again, you know, people have these people are thinking very provincially. Uh, so uh, yeah, they've they, what they uh, picture aliens as is something ultimately still very human. And yeah, it's uh, kind of the we're kind of looking at it more and more and seeing, particularly as you're talking about things like drones or what have you. Yeah, that's an unnecessary risk. We're only just kind of broaching the logic of what we, how we'd actually kind of go about an undertaking like that. And yeah, you wouldn't send a man craft at all. It would just yeah, you'd just be probing, really. Yeah, it would just be probing, and and I guess you've got to sort of wonder why they would do that. That's another problem, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, why does anyone do anything? I would say it would be boredom and curiosity, really. You know, see what's there and kind of see what it does. Yeah. I mean, would they be would they be curious about it, about us? Oh, I'm sure. You know, um, of all the you know uh, the the life forms we you would say are lower than us on the planet. You've got uh, people that are fascinated by you know. Very, you know, a specific species of ant or something like that. I mean, if you can find people that are going to work that niche uh, with such a, you know, fine-tuned curiosity, yeah, easily they'll be, you know, if 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 such a species existed, they'd be interested in us. Maybe not, you know, species-wide, but you'll find the, you know, the odd loner alien that's going to be like, yeah, put them in a jar and watch them for hours on end. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a jar. I like that idea. Like a massive cosmo, cosmo, cosmo. Yeah, co- yeah, cyber jar. Let's say that a digital <laughs> jar. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking about you know um, hunter gatherers that still exist, and we we try. I mean, human beings, I guess, or civilization tries not to interfere with them. You know, just let them live. They're happy. They're fine. Maybe it would be more like that. Like, oh yeah. I don't see why they'd be here to steal our resources. Like, what have we got? <laughs> oh yeah, we ran we ran out of fucking kicks ages ago. Sure, you know, surely they, I don't know, wouldn't be that interested. I don't know. Well, they might be after like, uh, you know, the gold plated headphone jacks and stuff like that. They're quite valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're 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 actually here because of your ample amount of cloud storage. <laughs> we need to back up all of our disturbed albums. 
You know, you don't understand, but Disturbed become the premier band of the galaxy <laughs> in about 150 years. They've got thousands of them, thousands of albums. Yeah, it's the only reason we spare your life, because they existed on this planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did your landlord ever talk to you about aliens? No, I didn't breach, uh, broach him about the uh, the subject. Um, I, I found that talking to him about anything, even, even if it was entirely trivial and mundane, a fucking effort. So God knows, after the stuff I'd heard him talking about, coronavirus and Epstein and what have you, I didn't ask him about aliens. I'd be, too, yeah, I'd be too upset, far too upset. I, I'm sure I mentioned it before, for which I could only apologise. But you know, you're an hour into this podcast. I assume you know what you're in for. Just the same shit. Um, but I remember being on a very, very, I mean, no budget film set, and the DOP was talking about next year, uh, Planet X is going to crash into Earth, <laughs> and the the Illuminati <laughs> are uh, preparing their spaceships to leave. And it was like, well, if you believe that, why are you working doing this? Like, I'd either be trying to get on one of those spaceships or trying to stop it from happening or, you know, like having a good time saying goodbye. Yeah, well, maybe he was just, you know, he'd achieved everything he wanted just in loved his working. life and yeah. he was just perfectly content. He was absolutely ready to die. That's right. Whenever I hear clock. people talk talk this shit whenever i hear people talk about aliens and the illuminati they're always people who come across like they're perfectly content <laughs> i'm just i'm positing a theory here i didn't say it was a good one <laughs> yeah well anyway i i guess we're done with aliens i don't have anything else to say about it uh, well, unless you want to go into like super old aliens who help people make you know medieval castles and things no i think we've done that already i i I I was already dumbfounded enough watching was it, uh, Ancient Aliens. I think I've, I've said everything I possibly can. Didn't we watch all of that together, you told me? No, no, I, but we, I think we talked about it in the oh, first episode. We did an episode. episode on it and I couldn't remember anything. Um, I watched it um, at the end of last year and I think it was the first thing we talked about on the first episode, if that's right, if I'm correct. Um, right. And, yeah, I was just absolutely astounded by how much they... Uh, they reckon they they are responsible for just every modern technology, but our very evolution. See, they seeded life on this planet and then engineered it specifically along the way, and then built all of our technology because we weren't going to evolve um, on our own whatsoever. We weren't going to learn anything. We had to be handheld the entire fucking way. Yeah, it sort of almost goes back to God, doesn't it? Like the, the you know, it's um. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's, it's not Jesus. It's anti, not anti-Jesus. It's sort of not anti-religious. It's a-religious. Yeah, a, it's sort of atheism coming all the way around to there isn't a God because there are aliens, but aliens made us because they're God. Like, what if aliens came and they said, yeah, we did, we did seed the planet with life and everything. Like, oh, are you, are you God then? Like, well, no, we did that and that's it. Yeah. Oh, so you can't, you can't like answer my wishes or stop death or anything? No, no, no. We've been around a long time. We cannot do that. Sorry. I was. Go I mean, there's no. It's not a very good segue. But you know, I was reading something the other day about uh, a couple who had got married and uh, sent out. Not only sent out all their wedding invitations, they had asked a man who was selling his mansion if they could have their wedding there, and the man said no. But they sent out all the invitations to have their wedding there anyway. And 
they just appeared with like 200 people at his mansion to have a wedding. And he had to phone the police to say, there's 200 people on my lawn. (laughs) Have you heard anything about that? No, not at all. Where was this, do you say? In America, surprisingly. (laughs) Somewhere. I want to say Florida, but I I can't say that for sure. Um, I don't know. It just just sort of struck me that, of course we think there's fucking aliens. We think that's going to (laughs) work. Not only did they they try to have their wedding at this person's mansion, they they said to people, I assume friends and family who they'd invited, that it was their mansion. They're going to know it's not your fucking mansion. They know who you are. I don't know. Mm. Whatever then. Nothing on that, I guess. <laughs> oh, did no. you hear about the girl? Oh, yeah, did you on. hear about... Uh, I mean, I guess by the time this is up, it will have already have happened. I don't know what, it was, <laughs> what day it was supposed to be. I think it's any time now, but the uh, Josh fight... No, oh, the, the Josh fight. Yeah, so some some guy Josh could, Brolin versus another famous Josh. So some guy uh, called Josh, I think, used a <laughs> social media platform. I want to say Facebook. I can't remember. I'm not totally sure. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, and he just contacted as many people uh, uh, named Josh as he could, um, but with right. a date to, and to some tell co- them that there can be there can be only one. Essentially, yes, he gave them a date and some coordinates and saying, "Be there." We're going to fight and find out who's the best Josh. And I've just been right. seeing it come up. Um, people have been talking about it quite a lot. I've been seeing a lot of memes appear here, this, that, and the other about Josh fighting this, that, and the other. I don't think it's any. He's just joshing. Did um, I don't. I've, I'm curious to ignored. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You should ignore it. Go on. <laughs> no, we're going to land on that. That's all we're going to focus on it for hours now. That's the rest of the show. Um, now, I just wanted to know if you heard anything about that because I think it's any time now. I'd like to. I mean, a lot of people are taking the piss out of it. But I think there are going to be a few diehard people who are actually going to turn up. Um, and I don't know if they're going to take it in good fun or they're going to be there with the fucking katana or something. I think. You... Are they going to have to present a state ID? No, I have no idea. I mean, like, so, can you can you can can you, you prove you're a Josh? And not be called Josh. I don't. Or know. can you just get your name changed by deed poll like that morning? Oh, no, all I saw was uh, you know a screenshot of the the message that was sent. It was entirely informal. It's like, it's, it's just like well, was just, it? Uh, so, so, so I know that's redundant. I know, you so. mean it was it wasn't a man in a tuxedo with white gloves <laughs> knocking on doors going, "Excuse me, is there a Mister Josh who lives here? I have an invitation to a." A pugilist match. Don't worry, I'm not called Josh. My name is called Moomoo. My name's called Moomoo. I'm not called Moomoo. My name's called Moomoo. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a precaution, of course. Absolutely um, knew I'd be in the line of fire if I... Uh, where is it? Like, so I think, I want to say Nebraska or something like that. It doesn't say exactly. It just gives you the coordinates. But someone else had elaborated on that. On top, you know, uh, uh, Something I saw later on down the line. Yeah, on the roof of the woodsman's building. Um, right. Okay. I've not heard anything about that. Is is right. Great. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I I've saw it was kind of going viral a little bit. So um, I'm sure you know. There's the better part of people um, are going to be taking that in good humour, of course. But then you'll have the tryhards that are going to actually going to turn up. Then you have the nutcases that are just going to get violent and think there is something legitimate in it. Um, I mean, I, I think it's very would, funny I now. I assume when I... it's an ambush of some sort. <laughs> like it's just just some sort of scheme to take people's wallets from their cold, dead hands. Well, I don't know. Um, already, it was yesterday, apparently. 
did it happen? Yeah. You know, uh, it was a viral internet meme of Mock Airport in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. And it looks like it was people are not there with a lot of wiffle bats. Damn! I was kind of hoping that, you know, I, I, get, I get to say something that's very, very funny now. And then I get to read in a couple of days that someone had been slain and their head had been displayed as a trophy, you know, on the yeah. hood of their car or something. Yeah, by the time this goes up, we're already like halfway through a national month of mourning. (laughs) Four and a half thousand dead. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's the case. We've got a lot of neck beards with plastic swords here. Um, (sighs) So I think it's pretty harmless. That's a shame. I had had hopes. (laughs) High hopes it was going to be a bloodbath. What's a wiffle bat? Uh, Is that like a soft, a soft baseball bat? Yeah, basically. Um, right, right. It's like it's. I think if um, the, what I remember from. But it's still a fight to the death. It's just like going to take several hours now. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, the bat will definitely uh, fall to pieces before the uh, victim does. But um, it's a good start. Maybe when it you know snaps in two, you might be able to. You'll have an edge that you may be able to kind of stab with. Yeah, the trick is is to not use the wiffle bat as a weapon at all. You've just got to eat it for energy. Because <laughs> it's irradiated half, plastic. <laughs> half bat, half man. Um, yeah, that's very weird. I, um, I also read that uh, with the story of the couple who'd gone to somebody's ra- random mansion slash their dream home, um, that he, had, he, he owned this mansion because his father uh, got got in early with the IHOP craze. And I had to look up what the fuck that was. Yeah, what's that? Do you know what, I, I know, yeah, IHOP, you know what is IHOP is? In, yeah, International House of Pancakes. Is that... I didn't know that. It, why not call it that instead of IHOP? I assumed IHOP was something like... It's <laughs> it, it's like um, it's like those fake nipples that you put on your... Not put on yourself, but doctors put on you to monitor your heart rate and stuff when you're in hospital. <laughs> not it's fake like those where you put them on your knees and they just make you dance. <laughs> like proper stripper tassels. Pasties. <laughs> I think they're called. <laughs> it's just, just those things like hooked up to some crocodile clips and a battery. Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Apparently as well. So I, I looked it up. What the hell is IHOP? And they changed their name from... International House of Pancakes. I mean, surely it would just be IP. <laughs> International House of Pancakes. It's like SWAT. Like, oh, we're going to call it SWAT. Okay, what, why? Do you know what SWAT stands for? Like a SWAT team? Uh, special Weapons and Tactics, I think. Yeah, so SWAT. Not, <laughs> not SWAT. Anyway, um, yeah, well, they decided that they would change their name from International House of Pancakes because. They thought that having the word pancake in the title of their business uh, was too unhealthy. Right. It, it sounded too unhealthy. So what have so they gone what, with? Like you're just going to walk in there and not know what it is. And then, th- oh, well, I, I mean, I didn't want any pancakes because, you know, I'm watching my figure. But while I'm here, yeah, I'll have a hundred. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what it's, what it's like, but I've, I, I don't want to say it's a restaurant. It sounds like, like it's a breakfast bar, right? So it's just going to be... Pancakes, waffles, and shit like that. Bacon and well, eggs. Isn't a, isn't a breakfast bar a restaurant? Well, Ooh, you're such a snob. Is a little chef a restaurant, Damien? I bet it isn't to you, is it? That's that's what a lot of people can afford. <laughs> you know what I fucking mean. Um, it serves. It specialises in breakfast foods. It's what I mean, rather than simply. It, well, you know, restaurant serves dinner or, or lunch, yeah. but uh, because pan- pancakes are breakfast foods. 
I, you know, what's what's better to start your day with than just carbs and carbs and carbs, and then wonder why you're hungry at ten a.m. I think they they're regarded as that in the states, aren't they? I mean, I definitely get that, that vibe from their television. What um, the that pe- pancakes of breakfast? Yeah, people people have br- uh, pancakes of breakfast. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, who am I to say that you can't have pancakes for breakfast? George, that's who I am. It's fucking wrong. I mean, it's worse on the other end. Grapefruit. Grapefruit for breakfast. Have you ever had a grapefruit? Horrible. <laughs> yes, it's a penance. <laughs> it really is. But I do like the idea of having a fruit or having any sort of food that is also its own container. <laughs> yeah, the sa- sandwiches form the foundation of my diet simply because I like to be able to eat what I eat food with. Um, I can't do that with a knife and fork, so I generally dispense with them. One because I don't, it's unpalatable. I don't know why. We're washing, and I'm a lazy. I have bastard. no idea when. Sorry, go on. I'm interrupting you. Washing? You do washing? <laughs> well, I have a dishwasher, and it's hard to load after a while because it's really. All the way I thought she dumped there. you. <laughs> she didn't do the fucking dishes. <laughs> Racist, sexist. It's all the hits today. Um, she didn't do the dishes. What dishes, Damien? You had like one paper plate. <laughs> and I wouldn't even... constantly reused. I wouldn't even get a bit of varnish bin. on that. It's basically a plate. Yeah, just laminate. We got. I spent a lot of money laminator, on that laminator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rinse it off in yeah. the shower <laughs> when I go with my ma- morning. Mainly, mainly, mainly wasteful to laminate a plate. Just, just get some laminate. And just eat it straight off that. Just get a computer scanner and just eat it off the glass. Well, what I'd actually buy, I go to like an outdoor wares, um, like hiking supply shop. Just get tarpaulin. I just cut a little piece off when I need it for dinner. Oh, I thought you were going to say you just cut a piece off and that's that's your clothes. <laughs> just stick that's your head right through that. <laughs> yeah, that's your dinner. I'm, I'm an animal. Yeah, it's like a it's like a reverse poncho. Like, you know when you see Ray Mears and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to collect water with just a bit of tarpaulin. You just string it up, you you have it sort of dip in the middle, collect condensation. It's like that, but in the middle it's your head. And you're just, <laughs> just like that for a day and just suck it. All the berries that fall in there, all the bird shit is goes straight into your mouth. It's like the monster in um, Jedi, the Jedi film. Return of the Jedi, that's the one. You know, you know the monster where they're throwing oh, people in? Yes, the in... giant sand anus. <laughs> yes, because anuses eat stuff. <laughs> they can yeah, do. Like, Things can go like in that. an anus. <laughs> yeah, but they don't eat them. <laughs> uh, suppositories can dissolve and be absorbed through the... <laughs> through... What happened to your dick, Damien? It's just a nub. <laughs> Anal sex. <laughs> I could never pull it out. <laughs> oh no, another another case of a highly acidic anus. <laughs> like eventually you can you can work it as a plus, like you can start like outsourcing to the mob. Like if you if you chop him up and give me a couple of days, I'll get rid of that body. Oh no yeah. Problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 flawless in terms of, you know, in terms of detection, but just the time frame is absolutely, you know, is is ridiculous. It's just Mulder and Scully tapping, tapping like viscous liquid on the floor. Like we don't, Mulder. It could have been an alien. It could have been a human. All we can say is that it's it's acidic anus juice now. <laughs> it's just broken it down. The FBI cannot analyze this. All we're going to get in there is amino acids. 
<laughs> could have been anything. It could have just been and fucking a few, lead blocks. Yeah, and a few broken proteins and nothing that is of any discernible use. Yeah. It, it, there's a whole new age of nuclear power when the, the nuclear authorities work out that that's what they need to do. Just put the spent fuel rods into your acidic anus. <laughs> Job's done. Um... God, what the fuck was I talking about? You were talking about IHOP. (laughs) (laughs) How you got started on the sand anus, I don't know. We weren't talking about that. We were talking about things that shouldn't be breakfast. I remember talking to an American once who was was saying, like, yeah, um, I got these herbs because they'll be really good for a breakfast sausage. (laughs) And I said, "What what makes it a breakfast sausage? And they put their hands on their hips and they said... The herbs. <laughs> like someone's decided, like the, emphatically, like this This is breakfast. This tastes like breakfast now. Oh, I mean, you sh- yeah, I bet you felt fucking stupid for answering, uh, asking that question. Jesus. Of I course, did. yeah. Duh. I did. <laughs> the herbs. I mean, I mean, we come from a, I mean, you know, we're, you know I, I don't know why we're talking about laughing at people for eating pancakes for breakfast, because we come from a land where you can have one or two breakfasts. You can have sugary cardboard on sugary milk or under sugary milk, depending on how lumpy it is. Or you can have 2000 calories of fried <laughs> goodness. <laughs> what do you eat for breakfast, Damien? Rivitas? Weetabix. Oh, you still eat Weetabix? Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, no, actually, more often than not, I skip breakfast. I thought breakfast. you'd gone off them after your dispute with the Quaker people. <laughs> when they dispense with Otabix, yeah, I, I kind of lost lost my interest. Now, I mean, now, re- now, what is Otabix? Because I thought Weetabix was oats anyway. Is it not? No, Weetabix. No, you no, you're absolutely right. It isn't. It isn't. It's. No, I'm thinking of shredded wheat. Shredded wheat is wheat. Yeah. What is Weetabix? Weetabix is wheat. It's not wheat, it's oaty stuff. <laughs> it's just wheat, processed. Wheat is like long and str- strandy. Yeah, but it's just processed differently. Mashed up and then just pressed into a biscuit-like shape. Right. Okay, I see. Did you ever? Would you ever do the thing of... I don't have time to have a bowl of Weetabix, so I'll just eat a dry Weetabix. Oh, and then, yes. And then take a, take a shot of milk. Oh, no, no, I didn't have the, the, the smarts to do that. I didn't I, have the milk. Because I, was, I would have been just a kid, but I have eaten dry Weetabix and then, been, then be convinced that my throat was bleeding. Because it is not a pain, it is not an easy endeavour whatsoever. Yeah, but, but that's your fault. I've seen you eat, and it doesn't touch the sides. And I imagine whether it's <laughs> with milk or not, you just fucking swallowed that shit. Because I've eaten dry Weetabix. It didn't cut my mouth up. Fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. I did have... Um, I had a Dalmatian when I was growing up, and uh, she, my dad used to give the fucking Weetabix when we were out of dog food. Um, Weetabix with water, right? <laughs> and um, Oh, he, no! Yeah. He used to he used to walk it with another with a friend of his who also had another Dalmatian. He used to come back to the house and they'd feed the dogs together. But um, my Dalmatian was very competitive when it came to the food. She used to thieve. Yeah, your everything. Dalmatian was a proper knobhead. Yes, yeah, she was. Bless her. But uh, the other the other Dalmatian that he walked with, he was a lot bigger. He was a bit older and he's a bit more passive, um, and just kind of used to her shit. Um, so she basically scarfed down. Both bowls uh, of wheat, uh, Weetabix. She knew to, in order to steal his, 
that she'd have to kind of basically inhale hers in a single go. I know they get like two, three, something like that. And then she moved on to his. And she'd eaten it so quickly. She'd obviously gotten really... She started staggering almost immediately. <laughs> You know. I mean, when you I mean when you say she'd eaten two or three Weetabix, you're talking about you know the the army Weetabix where it's like a it's for a platoon of men. Oh yeah, it's basically sawdust. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have to yeah you have it's a bale of hay essentially. You have to carry it on your shoulder. One of these Weetabix. Oh, it's just been compressed right down there. So it's really right. heavy, really heavy. She started staggering. Yeah, and maybe made it like halfway down the hallway before she starts eruptively hurling this thing out and she'd eaten it so quickly that obviously it hadn't hit the bile at all but it'd been enough just to reshape the Weetabix oh so it was like a Weetabix snake yeah it was it just looked like kind of from a distance it just they just like frankfurters and then you go look a bit closer and you could obviously see the individual grains and because it hadn't hit the stomach bile yet it's still fucking dry But perfectly pressed, didn't fall apart. It was nicely, yeah, it held its shape. It was formed perfectly. Wow. And a little bit of carrot in there as well, I imagine. Bit of sweet corn. Oh, yes. Well, whatever she'd thieved from the night before. <laughs> Which, no, yes, it wouldn't have been carrot. It would have been parts of like a talk boy watch or something like that. A Talkboy watch? What's that? What's All right, a well, Talkboy talk was basically was the, like the handheld recorder thing that Macaulay Culkin had in Home Alone, and I was a huge fan of those movies as a kid, so I got all those toys. I got I got one of those Talkboys, but then they came out with a whole line of them, and one of them was like, there was a mini one, and then there was one that was a watch that you could talk into. And and it would re- it would play it back. Yeah, basically, that's all it did. Um, I had one of those, but it was a Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a helmet you wear, like it was a small one, but it it had three options. Um, recording, which it recorded about 10 seconds. Uh, then the re- the first recording, uh, it's it was Darth Vader going, I have you now. Just that. Just, <laughs> I have you now. So... You can record yourself. You can you can hear James Earl Jones say, "I have you now." And then the second button, Damien, was Darth Vader going, <sighs> and that was it. Just breathing. <laughs> I'd have a lot of fun with that these days. Yeah. Oh, um, re- okay. So it was okay. So you you could record yourself. It was a yeah, yeah. baby's first dictaphone. Essentially, yeah. Uh, but that dog just loved you eating could all. Record yourself memorandums. What? And it would eat the. It would eat that. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what I used to do with it. I presume I would just kind of wail into it, much like an eight-year-old does, nonsensically, and then that would be it. Um, don't know how long it lasted, but I definitely wasn't that bust up when I noticed that you know I could only find the strap one day, and the rest of it all fucking gone. Um, and didn't obviously we weren't scratching our heads as to what had happened we, uh, that dog had set a present for eating loads of fucking toys and well not just toys but anything that were you would can uh, you would traditionally think is inedible but she used to consume them with a fervor yeah so i remember uh, your sister had a birthday party once that's the end of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> where where uh, we were invited. I don't know if we were invited, but we were there, you and I, and your dad put on a, a massive spread oh, for her right, okay. and all of her many, many friends. Yes. And, um, you know, a really nice spread. But one of the things he he put in, 
uh, a, what would you call it, a big food tray, were like these really, really long, not very hot, but very, very long, like covered in oil, red chilies. And I think there were only like two really big ones. Right. And they went, they went completely untouched because there was no way to eat them. Yes. Everything else was like finger food. And then it was like, well, what do you want me to do with that? And then at the end of the night, um, um, I think Dobbo like took the cling film off them to like eat a bit of garlic in there or something. And then I talked to him and like in a second, your dog <laughs> had eaten both of these things. <laughs> And then we just looked at the dog and sort of he, I remember him just carefully putting the cling film back over the now empty tray of food. <laughs> and then that was it. We just watched the dog for the rest of the night. Like, is this thing going to die or what? No. She was fine. Yes, unfortunately, she always was fine. It unfortunately, was, she was fine. It was frustrating. She must have, she must have done hundreds of pounds worth of damage in terms of like those, those kind of toys that, the, that she would eat. She even got through like a whole pack of like ibuprofen, and that was when we really got really quite worried because they were the little yeah. um, caps that were sugar coated, and she'd obviously fucking sniff them out. It's like, oh, that's sweet. And had... so she she ate them in the actual plastic. Yeah, pack. in the in the plastic, yeah. like the blister pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I don't know how many were, were there. The way my dad and my mom told like the story. Like a hundred. Yeah, they, that's what they always make it sound like. I guess it couldn't have been more than like five or six or something like that. But they always say it's a whole pack. So I guess she'd obviously grabbed, you know, the box, um, whatever was and left the, in and there. And the, the, the plastic-coated cardboard box. She'd eaten that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not, right. she left a, enough to kind of let us know what she'd done. But, yeah, it was definitely inside her stomach. Did you take it to a vet? No, no. That's a, my my dad has a sort of wait and see approach with stuff like that. <laughs> oh, good. Because otherwise, it would uh, to kind of to act in any other fashion would require effort and potentially, you know, financial investment. And so, no, we'll just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um. What other food would not be appropriate for breakfast, Damien? Because I do have one, uh, which, I, I mean, I don't know if it's appropriate for breakfast or brilliant. Uh, when I went to India, curry. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm the worst person to ask because I, there's nothing I love more than takeout food in I, the morning. So, yeah, cold curry, cold yeah. pizza. Yeah, easily. Um, I, I'm not one to have breakfast, but if I've got leftover takeout, yeah. then that's what I'll be eating that as soon as I wake up. Usually because I'll be hungover, and that'll that's kind of that's what will save my life uh, for the rest of the day. But uh, yeah, is that is that do a lot of people frown on that? I, I for me, it's kind of so normalised that it's. I don't know if they frown on it. I just think that most people wouldn't do that. But yeah, I mean, like you say, you know, I, the breakfast I've seen you had, it's like uh, a whole can. Of Red Bull and then some hula hoops. <laughs> yeah, but I decant it into a bowl, but turn it into a mush. You know, essentially like a, a vitamin paste, you know. Hey, you pretend it's the good times when we've got some cream and wedding cake. <laughs> they were blinding meals. I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, di diabetically blinding. <laughs> yeah, we, did, I, we did dodge a bullet. We, um, we should be grateful for that. I don't suppose I would do that now. I think that that was, you know, no. youth was on our side then. Now yeah. I definitely have problems. Yeah. Well, you're not into sugary stuff, are you? 
Not typically, no. But um, no. when I when I'm that high, it becomes incredibly good fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I bought a pound cake the other day for a dollar. What on earth is a pound cake? I, I've I've been I'm familiar with the term, but uh, I'm, I know you are. Yes, but... Blanco wants pound cake. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just, it's a sugary cake. I don't know what makes it pancake. It's, it, yeah. Okay, the name makes makes it sound like it's going to be really heavy and dense. Am I correct in thinking that? Or is it just a cake that's super sugary? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, again, with all of these things, you know, the only time I've ever eaten them is when they're like highly processed shit. I'm sure if you had like a pancake someone had made who knew what they were doing, I'm sure it would be really delicious and, like you said, dense. But no, because it's just a hundred percent, not just sugar, but like reclaimed incredibly, food, <laughs> it, it, like reclaimed, refined, subsidized sugar, you know, sweeping sugar. I, you know, it's just fluff, and I, um, you know, like one of these things is about nine hundred calories. That's why I bought it, <laughs> and I, I ate, I ate like a, a fair amount of it, and and for the first time in my life, I thought that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm 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 still hungry, but not for this. Right. Okay. Wow. That must yeah. have been terrible. Yeah. I've re- well, it wasn't terrible. I've just reached the point where too much sugar is. Blah. blah. It's the same with alcohol. I can't have a lot of alcohol now because of the sugar content. It's not like I'm on a diet. It just makes me feel bad. Well, you know, do what my father does and stick to um, clear liquor. Gin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And for good yeah. measure, keep it by the bedside, but you know, in measures of several liters. That way, you know, if you need to pass out, you're near the bed. Simples. Yeah, I think if you're in bed and you pass out, that's not actually actually technically passing out. It's, it's not shameful. No, no, no. That's absolutely. It's that's totally normal. Yeah, that's totally that's a normal. Tuesday. <laughs> Even if your bed is in, you know, the. <laughs> Even if it is in the storm drain by the side of your house, because. You've run out of spaces for mattresses oh, in the God. hallways. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot. I, I was going to send you a photo of that. I'll do that after uh, I get off the phone tonight, so you can see just how naff that fucking is. Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't know. I imagine it's um, if you if you got one on the one on each wall, one on the ceiling, one on the on the floor, you could you could pretend it's a sort of like International Space Station bounce house. I suppose so. Yeah. Where you're like crawling through it, and well, such. I mean, uh, I don't know if I I got to the, uh, this point in that kind of story, but they're definitely not going to be thrown out because when uh, well, so, no, I, I gathered that. Well, but no, but the, the reason being, you know, there's a there's a practical reason now, George. You must understand. So there's mental illness. <laughs> there are three dogs here, and two of them aren't fixed, and one of you know one's a dog and one's a bitch, and she's the bitch is very young. She's just. And she was in season for the second time uh, a few weeks ago. And um, it drove... Granted, the other one's a lot older. He's 13. But with his nads still in place, drove them uh, drove him absolutely fucking wild. And my dad obviously wasn't didn't really consider that this would be an issue when he took... Um, uh, I'm, I'm no, following all of this. I'm just... How do mattresses factor into this? Because he has to separate the dogs, right? And right, no. Oh, and you've not told me, but you've actually demolished all of the doors and walls in your house, so it's entirely open plan. 
No, 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 yeah. well, this is a very clumsy solution. I actually went out to do like a bit of a shopping run for myself and he had to separate the dogs on his own. A lot of, a lot of that was what I was um, helping him with. I'd just be taking the dogs out of the house and what have you. Um, I came back and I found that uh, he was, I'd mentioned that it might be worth investing in, uh, in one of those baby gates for the stairs and what have you. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, my dogs will just vault all over that because they're all Olympians. Well, just think about it. Get one of those fucking gates. It will make things easier. Uh, but I come back from the shops, having mentioned that to him. He's just gone and propped those mattresses up at the fucking top of the fucking stairs um, to separate them. And uh, it's like, all right, fine for like right now, but invest in a get a fucking proper gate. Like, no, no, this works so much better. So no, those things are in to stay. Um, when this, you know, when Nala's uh, back in season again, I think it'll be another five months or whatever it is. That's what they're going to be used for. They have a purpose now. It's not just something that has failed to be disposed of in a mature and timely way. No, it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's a practical. It's an appliance now. It's a utility. The utility mattresses. All mattresses are utility mattresses. <laughs> just not for that utility. They're dual function mattresses. Then. <laughs> I mean, God, how many have you got? Like three or four. You're halfway Three. there to a recording studio. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, two singles and a double. Right. <laughs> what, what are the singles for? I've, I've no idea. Well, I, well, we had two single beds, you know. Um, I've, I've, oh, okay. Um, they've been dismantled and the bed f- bed frames have been disposed of, dis- disposed of, or they have just been broken into smaller pieces and just hit, been hidden in various cupboards across the uh, property. Um, which is probably much more likely. I mean, I didn't. I can't find them now, but I know you just go in there and you don't. You, where are those mattresses? Not the mattresses. Where are those bed frames? Like, oh, oh, you've glued them to the ceiling because you ran out of. Floor oh no, space. that's that, oh, that's bollocks. That's total bollocks. No, there, there there was one piece. There were two end pieces. Um, this metal one that we had, and then there was obviously like the floor, the the, the bed of the the frame where that you lay the mattress across. Um, he liked that bit, so he's propped that up against the wall and says, "Like, well, that's essentially like a towel rack for the guest room, right? That does a thing now." Ah, oh, okay, fine. It's not as as unsightly as the rest of the trash in this house, but uh, it's still trash. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, at least it's not garbage. At least it's not yogurt pots or stuff. No, nothing like that. But uh, I don't know. There's a. Uh, he likes um, buying the Guardian now, so and they're right. starting to uh, right. they're starting to pile up a little bit. Oh, why wouldn't you save them? Of course, yeah. Well, he buys you them, know. you know, to kind of. That's how I want to die uh, under a collapsing tower of Guardians. Yeah, they're they're bought to be strategically placed on a piece of furniture for. A photo that will later be shared uh, on social media channels. To talk yeah, about. he used to do that with um, National Geographic. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, he still has those. Yeah, I don't think he's ever, ever yeah. read any of them. He had subscriptions for no. years, and he's got fucking hundreds of the bastards. It's in a great big pile. But yeah, yeah, yeah like like I'm yeah. Look, look, everyone. I, I've got my my grapefruit there. Mmm, breakfast. I've got my chess set, which is. You know, in not just not just I've not just had a game with myself. I've actually taken the time to look up, like a a, a sort of atypical Sicilian open 
to recreate. Oh, Even no. though I'm not playing anyone, I've done that. And there are some National Geographics. Here's a photo. Make sure you don't get Everybody Loves Raymond open on Netflix in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's him down to a T, I'm afraid. But uh, when it comes to the openings, of course, it wasn't some obscure Sicilian thing. No, he was really into uh, The Queen's Gambit on uh, Netflix. So he uh-huh. had it set up as The Queen's Gambit. And he right. made a big point okay. of fucking, yeah, sharing that. And it's like, oh, great, cool. Posing. Just delightful. Absolutely fucking delightful. I don't think he can play fucking chess, but he has, there's, there's at least four or five chess boards in this house, you know, between those two living rooms alone. Really? Okay. Right. Yeah. I see. And when you say, you know, him setting up these weird social media posts, I mean, we, we've obviously not mentioned that it is a, a Simpsons chessboard where, you know, the <laughs> king and queen are Homer and March. <laughs> All the pawns are Bart. Yes, I, I played with one of those I always as wanted a kid. that I, I, as a kid. Yeah. I didn't have it, but um, I used to visit, after my parents split up, I used to visit my mum with her new uh, with her boyfriend at the time, and he was really into chess, but he had the Simpsons chessboard, and I fucking yeah. loved it. He kept trying to teach me, and I was like, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Just, just I just want to play with him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Danny DeVito, originally we were, originally, I mean, as if, we were going to talk about Danny DeVito and all the stuff he could be in. Wouldn't it be funny? Got anything, Damien? <laughs> Danny DeVito has all of the orcs in Lord of the Rings. I didn't think about it like that. What I, I, what I immediately think of um, when I think of Danny DeVito these days is Frank Reynolds, and I started to think yes. of um, um, what I'd like to supplement... Uh, Frank Reynolds for previous Danny DeVito roles, and I just kept thinking of. <laughs> I, I wrongly thought of Junior because I was thinking of twins at first, but I just wanted to see yeah. Frank Reynolds in Junior t- uh, chasing Arnold Schwarzenegger around with a wire coat hanger, <laughs> trying to flush out that baby. <laughs> and Arnie's fucking shit scared, you know? It's reverse Terminator, where Arnold's running. And then, and then this time, Danny DeVito is nemesis, but instead of saying stars or sausage, he's just going flush, 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 flush. <laughs> Do yourself a favour, flush it. <laughs> yeah, obviously there was, um, you know, Danny DeVito is much loved. There was a famous petition for him to play Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was also a famous petition for him to uh, do the voice for the English version of Detective Pikachu. Oh right, yeah, I think I heard uh, I heard about that one. I didn't know if that was legit or not. Um, there was no, uh, I was kind of hoping it would be, but I don't think it was it was going to be enough for me to see that movie. I've seen it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> loved it. Wasn't dreadful at all. My favourite thing. It's up there with Wee Woodpecker. It wasn't dreadful. I mean, it was. it's a kid's film. You yeah. Know? I mean, the, it's, it was better than Sonic. Oh, Sonic yeah. was bad. Yeah. It, th- it was all right. You know. <laughs> Fair Whatever. Enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, Danny DeVito. I mean, I, I was thinking about uh, sort of, you know, everybody loves Danny DeVito, wouldn't we like to see him in more things? You know, wouldn't we see him like? Wouldn't Wouldn't we love to see him because he's so charismatic? And no matter what he does, wouldn't we like to see him horribly miscast? And then I thought, well, actually, you know, if we really love Danny DeVito, film is the wrong way to go. 
And I think that my fantasy Danny DeVito project uh, would be um, a sort of Red Dead Redemption, cyberpunk, GTA sort of <laughs> RPG open world game where you play Danny DeVito as Matilda's dad uh, <laughs> in the 90s selling cars. And it's, it's like a beautifully rendered city uh, where you the, you can't do any violence or anything. You can't like hijack people's cars or anything. Uh, it's got a very very deep, uh, I suppose, sort of. I was thinking of calling it something like Grand Pimp Auto. Okay. Sort of like a you know pimp my ride, but you've got to pimp rides for as little money as possible and sell sell them for as high a return as possible using glue. Um, and instead of welding things and things like that. Uh, but just really, you know, the the sort of main part of the game is play the Danny DeVito you want. <laughs> are you going to press L2 and greet people or are you going to press L2 and antagonize people? <laughs> what sort of Danny DeVito are you going to be? Are you going to grow his hair out? Are you going to wear a bunny suit? Are you going um, to wear dungarees, nothing but dungarees, and beat people to death with a 15-inch black rubber cock? It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's no violence or anything. There's there's a, there's very little gameplay. You just brandish a dildo. You don't actually strike anyone with it. Yeah, you can buy a dildo and stuff like that. But but you are a car salesman. There's you know, there's there's nothing else. You you can walk around the city. You can go and watch shows and things. But really, you know, the value is in what am I going to address Danny DeVito in? <laughs> well, I've I've put my cards. Uh, you know, I've I've put. Uh... Yeah, I've I've nailed my colours to the mask. I say nothing but dungarees. He might be wearing one boot, but I want to keep it nice and sloppy. You want to keep it nice and sloppy? Oh yeah. What do you mean? Nice. I, I want him really rough. Yeah, really kind of hillbilly. I think. Yeah, as opposed to all those times when Danny DeVito looks really well put together and dapper. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Probably Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he looked. Yeah, he, he looked like the sort of person you trust in a Matilda. <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, this yeah. game supposed to be like a simulation of Danny DeVito's world in Matilda, a day in the life as as him in that movie. Is that correct? Or is it like a meta game where you are playing Danny DeVito, the actor, playing Danny DeVito in Matilda, and it's all about like, are you going to get to set on time? <laughs> And things like that. No, no. Danny DeVito is a, is a car salesman, and yeah, it's just about you know ripping people off and being Danny DeVito, being really gruff. It's really fun. I promise. Get the get the fucking chair. Get the Danny DeVito shaped chair for seven hundred dollars. Are you going to dye his roots, or are you going to let the grey grow out? Oh, I mean, we have to continue the dye job, of course. If I mean, I really, see... it's a, it's about fucking taking screenshots and putting them up on Reddit. <laughs> is what the game's about, really. Are oh, you thinking it's going to be like a lot of it's um, has a similar um, business model to Fortnite, and it's all about the micro purchases? And that's what all the costuming is all about. It's not like you're given a free range to kind of you know this huge palette to kind of build your perfect Danny DeVito with. You actually got quite a limited one, but you have to keep shilling out a fiver every kind of couple of weeks when they're just like, now you can dress him up as Black Panther. And, <laughs> now, oh look, Wonder Woman 1984. Do you want to see Danny DeVito as Wonder Woman? Eight quid. 
<laughs> I mean, I want to see that now that I fucking said it. <laughs> but you don't need to buy any of that, right, to play Fortnite? No, the the, you, the game itself is free, but it what it free. trades on is all the uh, it's all the yeah the DLC shit, and people lap it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, that's that's weird to me. Is it is that weird to you or am I am yeah, I just an yeah, old fart? No, I, I, a little bit of both. I think it's, it's something that I've never <laughs> Well, I you know, old yeah, fart's a bit yeah. it's, it, it's You weird. can spend your money on whatever you want. It's just clearly a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing that I've ever immersed myself in really. That it's definitely a sort of culture onto itself from what I can understand. It's not just, at least with Fortnite in particular, I don't think it's necessarily about playing the game, but they seem to like host events and stuff like that where people actually hang out as kind of like people as you would in kind of real life. And there seems it seems to get quite cliquey. So if you just turn up in like your default skins and shit like that or anything that's not kind of pay, uh, you haven't paid for, then people aren't interested in kind of hanging out with you. So people actually start shilling out for it so they can kind of be, well, more social, kind of be a name within that kind of... That little bubble, really, from what I, yeah, from what I've heard. So it's it's sort of like Second Life, but with a game as well that yes. you can play optionally. Because <laughs> I know with Second Life, I don't know if it's going on still, but I know back in the day, people were spending tens and th- tens of thousands of dollars on, uh, you know, like buying property in Second Life and things. Jesus, let me just quickly get that. I want to. Just refresh myself what it looked like. It looked like The Sims. Like The Sims 1. Ah, right, gotcha. Oh, it looks so fucking disgusting. Yeah, um... Re- okay, so, so yeah, people are... Wow. I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose that's sort of a natural progression. I suppose that's, so, but I you mean, can do that, that in reality. That sad. <laughs> what? But you can do that, you know, you can do that in reality, though. It's, it's kind of what's curious. I mean, Fortnite's definitely missing a trick here, because we've obviously yeah, completely glossed over. There's no Danny DeVito skin, and if there's anything that's going to get me involved at this point, it'd be that. <laughs> if nothing else, it's a, it's a practical skin, because you, in terms of hitbox detection, you have the size. <laughs> so you become elusive when you play the game. <laughs> yes, because because as we know, Danny DeVito is literally three feet tall. But but can he run? <laughs> Wouldn't need to. Not not only is he difficult to uh, shoot, but you know we've discussed that he. I think we've no, we haven't discussed. I think, uh, but he's 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 very stocky. He looks like he's quite. Um, like, yeah, he'd take you. Yeah, he looks like he's quite like muscularly like dense. You know, I think he could he'd be yeah. kind of good meat shield. I think he can take. It's so not only difficult to shoot at, but I think a huge HP gauge as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he's a tank. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it would work, and you would never want to do it. You know, something's gone wrong. But, you know, there's there's a massive cargo freighter stuck in the canal. All of the tugboats are gone. We need a man. It's going to be him. He, he, you know, I mean, I, again, probably wouldn't work, but if it's going to work with a man, it's going to be Danny DeVito. I imagine he's got a very low centre of gravity. Oh, yeah, you can't push him over. No. <laughs> no, like, I imagine he'd be he'd be a really good sumo wrestler. Like, maybe there's not a lot of push there, but just, just by, you know, sheer will and being rooted to the spot, he's going to wear them out, oh, yeah. those fat lads. I think, yeah, I think he can really earth himself. 
Yes, impervious <laughs> to electricity. Yeah, no, I think you've got it right. I think I think it should be Fortnite, but everyone's Danny DeVito, and there's no customizable options at all. You've just got to get. You've just got to pay to get higher resolution Danny DeVito. <laughs> if you if you don't pay, it's just like a PS One Danny DeVito. It's just like a block retro and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and then you can go. You can pay all the way up to you know having him four K. Oh, I don't know. I think you, you, some people are, are, are like fonders for kind of the retro uh, uh, aesthetics and pixel art stuff. I think you could probably that would come as as a premium as well. I think you're kind of baseline, kind of like PS3 kind of era graphics, where it's ni- in neither direction. It's not too high def. It's not too low def either. It's just just looks like a crap Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and like yeah, I mean, I, I imagine as well like animations. Again, it's Danny DeVito. He's always wearing the same clothes. It's you know, it's a it's a pretty pretty nice looking. You know, you can tell it's a, a fairly expensive black T-shirt. Um, you know, it's fairly tight, but not too tight. Tucked in to black pants. The only bit of color is he's got a silver belt buckle. That's it. Okay. Yeah. He's wearing yeah, black yeah. shoes. Black shoes with black laces as well. They're the sort of shoes that look like he might work in a restaurant. <laughs> you know, not shiny. Yeah, no, practical, I, I, I yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that and um, yeah. Also, uh, NBA 2022, or <laughs> every player's Danny <laughs> So there's no dunking in that game at all, <laughs> unless you. No, you have no to... there is. There is. He's, they've still animated it like it's a, a you know professional basketball player. Like it, yeah, it's something to behold in when we were watching Danny DeVito do these amazing fucking jumps. Well, it's either, it's either you go about it two ways. It's either you have to like corral your team into one area of the court, and they have to like go on each other's shoulders. You need like five players in one one spot to kind of do a special move. Either that, or they've all got little jetpacks, and it's jetpool, uh, jetpack basketball <laughs> with Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tapex quickly, Tapex quickly. Come on, you need to keep it up, Tapex quickly. Yeah, yeah. There's probably more skill in that. Well, yeah, she's standing alone for your thumb. Yeah. Press R2 to be really good. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> you did it wrong. Uh, yeah, what else? Um, I think, you know, in, you know, obviously we had the uh, Del Boy Chavin trial recently, which was televised. And um, again, as a British person, that's weird to me because we don't televise court shit in Britain, do we? Mm, no. It's all highly secret. You know, everyone's wearing capes and stuff. Like, maybe you could have a, a court thing where, you know, to protect the innocent and what have you, you don't show anyone's faces. It's just renderings of Danny DeVito over people's faces. <laughs> And by renderings, I mean it's it's a two D image. So I saw Mr. Montone over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard that he was stabbed in the abdomen. No, sir, he was stabbed in the fracas. Um, yeah, Danny DeVito. Anything else about Danny DeVito? Uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. 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 Did you know that he uh, owned the production company or one of the production companies that produced Pulp Fiction? I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you very he much. He also directed Duplex, everyone's favourite Ben Stiller film from 2003. 
I have no idea what that is. Is it worth looking at? It's terrible. Up? Oh, it's yeah? It's terrible. Oh, if you oh, say yeah. it like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't see him anymore, do you? Ben Stiller. Good. He was terrible. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't like Ben Stiller. No. Well, yeah. I don't like him, but he was terrible. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I never got yeah. the appeal, you know, as a, as a yeah. comedic actor. Or, um, I maybe... I like Mystery Men, um, but... That's not because, but not of, because him. of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything else. Uh, it's it was like any of those kind of uh, comedy actors that just uh, just absolute fucking hams. Will Ferrell's another one that's obviously really really popular, but obviously has his a shtick where everything's really kind of over exaggerated, and it's like, oh, okay, fine. I <laughs> I hate that. I really do. And obviously, still is in that camp. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even have the same shtick as Ferrell, right? No, but I mean, I'm thinking of things like dodgeball, you know, off the top of my yes. head. You know, just well, like I was that. also thinking about dodgeball in NBA 2022, where Danny DeVito is just slamming basketballs into people's heads. <laughs> you can select pirate mode, where it's not basketballs at all, it's cannonballs. Excellent. And well, and for an additional... Oh, you've unlocked Grape Shot. <laughs> for an additional five ninety nine, you can get the Rip Torn skin. <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito versus Rip Torn, grudge, celebrity grudge match. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they need to re-render him uh, without anyone's permission for the new Men in Black film. <laughs> Men and Women in Black. Ooh. What? Oh, nothing, nothing. <clears throat> Sorry, I dropped what? the ball. Did you suddenly remember where you were? Yes, and I was stricken with panic and shame. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oh, this is the waking life. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear. So, are you looking forward to going back to London, Damien? Uh, I'm looking forward to a change of scenery, uh, I would say. Um, I'll see how I feel tomorrow once the deed is done. I'm sure I'll tire of it pretty quickly. Well, I'm sure you will. I'm <laughs> see, sure you will. Is the, re- is the restaurant opening? Yeah, it is. I'm not totally sure what they're, quite, quite, they're doing about that. They wanted me back for the first of may and i thought the the in terms of the legal stuff we weren't supposed to open until the 17th so whatever they've got fucking planned they want to start prepping from the beginning of the month is that if you do that surely we'll be throwing food away before they open we're talking about doing maybe something... they plan on giving it a good clean <laughs> i fucking doubt that they wouldn't know how to do that if yeah even if they yeah did intend on doing that kind of shit they don't have the eye or the fucking brains for it Yes, I think now that I've known people in various various parts of the restaurant industry, restaurant industries in the UK and the USA, I think I'll never go to a restaurant again. I think that's safe to say, yeah. I'd say probably the cleanest places I've ever seen are invariably like the tackiest fucking takeout places. That's um, They're so kind of homogenized and idiot-proof that you couldn't possibly get fucking sick from them, but... You know, any kind of traditional restaurant is uh, so fallible. I mean, in terms of you know, the, the turnaround with the staff, is like this, yeah, you can never have a trained workforce, a completely, a complete uh, tra- uh, trained workforce all at once at any given time. Unless you get, like, really up there, I suppose. Yes, yeah, yeah. There has to be, like, a really good career place, but it has to be a, a nice-ish place to work. Because people only Otherwise toler- people will... Yeah, don't, yeah, they don't tolerate that shit for too long. There's always many weak links in any of those 
yeah in any workforce that I've been a part of and you can like you can never guarantee you'll do a you know a safe and reliable day's work you know back to back it's fucking atrocious no I've been on the same opinion that since I've you know look behind the curtain I'm not comfortable going to a shit ton of places yeah yeah I mean I I I don't know I think it's not really anything to do with COVID either Um, it's just sort of something I've come to the conclusion of really Um, have you ever seen anybody drop anything and put it back in the pan I saw someone drop um, an omelette on their shoe and then put it on uh, back in the pan how can you do that? That's not even. That's not even like I don't give a fuck. Like, how did the omelet survive? I don't. Well, I've no fucking. I think they were still kind of cooking it. So it was still kind of scrambled eggs. So he just hurried, hurried it back into the pan, and because it's a lot of ways to go, he could kind of set it back into shape. How did it all? I mean, it might. It can't have all been on his shoe. It must have been a very small omelet or a very big shoe. No, but yeah, it, it, it's. Or not... did he, as it was falling, did he like pick his foot up and sort of catch it? Yeah, that, that's what happened, yeah. But he kind of right. looked, he did this thing where he looked around to see if anyone saw it. Um, I saw it. He saw that I saw it. And then I saw did that he, he didn't give like... a shit that I saw it and just put it straight back. So he did, yeah, there was obviously some loss to the floor. He just supplemented it with a little bit more egg. But yeah, that was the same, it was the same fucking omelette. <laughs> and, and you did nothing, right? You just watched that get served to the vicar. Absolutely. Well, I didn't have the time. I was in the middle of my own shit, and everyone was fucking screaming. No one was. No, yeah, no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw someone. Oh, it seems uh, like uh, someone yeah. did. Uh, they were cooking. They had a private function. One of the uh, in the uh, yeah their PDR private dining room, and they had ordered uh, basically twenty fillet steaks. For the group, and they'll also be served at a certain time after someone finished certain their speech, what have you. No, whatever fillet doing. steaks. Fillet steaks. Fillet. I do apologise. Yes, fillet. I should. I, I should know. I've, I work at the business desk now. Um, and they've all been. They told how every each one was supposed to be cooked. Yada yada. And they were kind of par cooked, and then whoever this this guy was had everything on a tray, put it under a sort of salamander grill. It's like a. Um, What's that? It's a it's a grill where the, the, the it's uh, it's a flame. Flame top grill, so you put it underneath a yeah flame grill, and it just kind of cooks from the top down. Um, basically, yeah, we use it invariably to like toast stuff in a in a kitchen. But he basically left it there and forgot, um, and overcooked mm-hmm. the fucking job lot. And he reckoned that you know he checked one, and it's like oh, it's just on the line. So what he did was he ran, he needed to stop them cooking immediately. So what he did was he uh, he needed to put it into cold water. He ran water. them under the tap, didn't he? Yeah, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. He didn't just run them under the tap. He needed to get them all into cold water immediately. So he ran to the pot wash station and fucking launched them into the soapy water because it was cold. It's the only way he could get them all stopping at the same time. And then had to fish them out and clean them off and try it, try it again. Um we obviously can't. Oh, like, mm, this, mm, this is oh, this steak is. Well, it's the only time I've seen soapy. something, something so fucking hateful that I saw someone fired on the fucking spot. Um, right. Okay. Well, I mean, well, they didn't serve you know, it. No, no offense, I mean, but good. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, who am I going to offend with that? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was good. It, that kind of that made sense. I would have been fucking devastated. I mean, at that point, you know, it wasn't the same day, of course, but I had already seen someone scrape scrambled egg off their fucking shoe back into a pan and carry on like it's fine. 
Yeah, and and you do not work in a cheap ass restaurant, right? No, this. I mean, I know it's not like super expensive Gordon Ramsay food or anything, but it's no. But this was this was five years ago. I don't. I haven't worked there in many years. But this was in Mayfair. Uh, I think that's about as much as I can say for the time being. Um, Yeah, you would think they would know better, but absolutely fucking not. I told you about. um, I knew someone who was a server who. Brought somebody a Waldorf salad. Did I tell you about that? Uh, you might have done. Go on, uh, refresh my memory. Brought somebody a Waldorf sa- salad. Yep. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy your salad. Right. Two minutes later. Excuse me. Um, there's peanuts in this, and I'm allergic to peanuts. Right. Takes it back. Why are there peanuts in this? Well, we ran out of walnuts. Well, they're allergic to peanuts. Well, why didn't you tell us? Well, because it's a Waldorf salad, because yeah. it doesn't—it's not going to have peanuts in it. Uh, That's—I mean, again—that's—that's a—that's a where I am. That's an upscale restaurant, yeah. a revolving restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't mind naming and shaming them because they're bastards, I'm sure. Well, I, you know, yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, what what they're going to do? That's it p- happened. It's not—you know—it's not—it's only libel if it's untrue, and it's, it's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I, I imagine a lot of that goes on. Um, so, were these? What happened with these steaks? Then did you just have to redo them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, basically ruined these people's evening. That not that I gave a shit. It would have been some like company meal, something like that. But uh, they had to wait like another half an hour, forty minutes when they were expecting. You know, after the. The meal was set, you know, it was a planned dinner. So that, yeah, I don't know how much. They must have put a deposit down of like a couple of grand, but we ended up eating that, you know, for the sake of of those steaks. Did it taste soapy? (laughs) Oh, did it? I mean, did you have any? No, I didn't. Uh, I knew a few people that had uh, had a... had a punt, but uh, no, they were quite they were quite happy with the job they did of it in the uh, sink. They personally took them away and washed them under regular tap water. They were happy with it, apparently. You Didn't you tell me a story, one, a story once where uh, someone had a, a customer had a steak, and then you know they finished with it, they left half of it, and you ate it immediately, and then they said, "Can I have can I have it to go?" I never. No, uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, well, okay. Someone, sorry, someone you knew did that. I don't remember doing that. If that was me, get out. And you had to like quickly make a new steak for them to take home and give to the dog. Yeah, I did, uh, and they said that they were. Oh, you, okay. You just, is, did you just decide you have, or did you just remember? Well, I figured all that kind of stammering would be kind of cut out. I'll just I'll cop to it and try. Oh, yeah, and make but. It. Um, no, I was just wondering. Just wondering. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to pressure you into saying this if you didn't do it. It's okay. It sounds like something I would have done. Um, if not, That's it's not me. But um, I've, I've talked to loads of people who, talk, who worked in loads of restaurants. They all eat the fucking food that gets sent back. I mean, I I, I haven't eaten anything off anyone's plate. Um, but I I was da- Damien. Don't lie. Everyone does. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it's like gross. Like I mean, I'm not talking about like eat, eating like. The, the food that's got like bite marks in it. Oh but, no, I've seen know, people... a lot of that. No, I mean because I've I've, I've or, or worked... people send back a steak because it's like oh it's too too you know it's overdone. 
Oh yeah, I mean I've They've done not that a million yeah, times. People, yeah, of course they if, do. Got, come on, of course they do. Yeah. Um, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that um, with uh, with my uh, with like my head chef and what have you. And they always call that due diligence, like seeing like is it actually overcooked? And it's like have you? It's bollocks. He's hungry. Um, hungry, yeah. But I do. I've seen a lot of um, like waitresses and uh, waiters and stuff come back with, and they they're barely out of the fucking dining hall before they have their hands on it. And it's the stuff that's like half eaten, you know. That's yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, that's fucking revolting. But I don't know. For me, I you know I work with the food, so when I'm hungry, I just steal you know, straight yeah. out of the fucking drawer. I, it's, I'll, I'll just put an extra burger on. That's that's that'll be what I do. Um, but uh, yeah. if not if not me, then definitely I've seen you know I will have seen someone that yeah that took food back, fucking chowed down, and it's like yeah, can we have that to go now? Um, and then yeah, <laughs> really stitching the fuck up, and it's like well, yeah, I'll just give you one on the fucking house, I guess, because we <laughs> you paid for it and we fucking ate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just just tell him you dropped it. I think that's what we went with, but um, out yeah. of uh, courtesy, we gave them something to take home. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. And would you happen to know, maybe you don't, but would you happen to know the drinks that are made? Is it, is it the alcohol that it's meant to be, or is it the cheapest shit? Um, depends, yeah. Uh, could I have a, a cranberry vodka, please, with grey goose, like you're an idiot? Yeah, I mean they definitely. They're not going to give you grey goose. They're going to give you shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They they have obviously have a lot of stuff with displays and what have you. But if it's unless you specify what you want, you know anything, any cocktails you know that they've got on the menu, yeah, they'll be giving you the cheapest shite possible. I mean, the current place I'm working at, one of the mainstays of their their fucking business uh, model is um, cocktails for a fiver. And uh, in London, if you're you know if yeah. you're paying anything less London, than. Yeah. You know, I mean, say the average is probably ten quid, but in most yeah. restaurants, you're probably looking at upwards of fifteen quid these days. So for a fiver, yeah, you expect absolute fucking dross. Um, but that's fine, you know. That's kind of what people are down for at that place, you know. Student union fucking drinks and cheap fucking pork chops. It's 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 not a fucking surprise that you know they they've got a fucking vomit, you know, slot bucket. Um, in all of the fucking uh, toilets every fucking day. They're just shuffling out fucking vomit. And the public toilets, no less. Well, it'd yeah. be out on the pavement as well. You know, I've seen it. These people don't get far before they've, you know, but they fucking, they're making their street pizza. God, God. It sounds, uh, it sounds classy. Oh, and yeah. It is, it is meant to be a classy restaurant, is it? No, not at all. No, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, you you worked your way back down the ladder. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the job was supposed to be a placeholder, and then I just got locked in there. And yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I've got anything nice to say about it. No, that's going to be no, my well. first port of call when I fucking get back. Is hurriedly smash my notice in because I know that uh, I will not be able to work there too long without putting a gun in my fucking mouth. Are you going to do that before or after you find another job? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to say I do it before, you know, and just be kind of really upfront and like be like, yeah. But I know I'm. I'm like I'll wait till I've got something sorted out. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to never go back. To be perfectly honest. But yeah, I know I'll be shooting myself in the foot. 
But I wish I had the balls to do it that way around. <laughs> well, if it's impractical, I, I get it. No, but there's a certain satisfaction in kind of throwing something away quite so carelessly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of vitriol, I mean, have you ever, you know, have, you ever, have you ever not given a notice? Uh, yeah, that would be the call center job many, many years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't, I mean, you were not on contract really... even, were you? I mean, yeah. I thought they stopped calling you. I might be right, actually. Yeah, I seem to remember that I was slated for one shift, and it they was took just... you off the they took you off the rotor because you wouldn't rap with them. <laughs> I mean, you got to find that surprised. at one point. You got to find it, and we'll put it on. Uh, Damien used to work in a call center job where uh, it was sort of. I mean, is it fair to say that it, it wasn't? Uh, very well run, and the people who ran it sort of weren't were sort of more interested in just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, would, yeah. It was they a... would rap to each other and record it, and it was the most dreadful rapping. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm uh... rapping. I'm rapping. I'm rap rap rapping. You know, I'm Nana's because I'm Bernana's rhyming Bernana's with Nana's rapping, rapping, rap, rap, rapping. What? There's a girl I know. She doesn't know me. I follow her on Facebook. We. <laughs> <laughs> wee wee. Well, I seem to remember, you know, he mustly, you know, rhymed G with G. Um, yeah. A grand total of, I think, like six times for a verse. Do you know what, Damien? Rhyme. They gave me an Asbo order the other day, and I thought that was well out of order. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have thought like someone would have said like, "Well, it's okay. You know, you shat this out, but maybe dizzy. Now that we're spending money on doing a fucking music video, maybe change that to something nah, that isn't the same word." Be right. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you can keep your ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> I still like him. I still like him. Yeah, just on the strength of that one video, though. Uh, which is yeah. it's good, you know. I'm not. Uh, uh, I liked I liked his bonkers video where he's in the Mr. Soft world. No, uh, yeah. Remember the Mr. Soft world for for Mr. Soft mints. Mr. Soft, and it was like everything was made out of pillows, and it was very very weird. <laughs> Mr. Soft. <laughs> Does any? I, I oh yes, up and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I can't Fucking find hell. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I, like I, I've also looked up for. Uh, I've seen that I've in also looked years. up for. I've also looked up direct line car insurance adverts um, because there was one from my childhood which was on for years and years and years for direct line car insurance, and uh, it was the weirdest. I mean, it was it wasn't a weird ad, but it was sort of the weirdest vibe where it would be. It was almost done in a documentary style where. Um, the camera would almost be like door stopping people on their way to work. They always looked like they were—they just got up, they were pissed off, and it was like—I I specifically remember a man getting into like a, a Ford Fiesta that looked like it was worth about four hundred quid, and it was when do I have time to shop for car insurance? And then the man was saying like he was pissed off with the direct line people. When do I have time for car? When do I have time to shop for car insurance? Don't talk to me about car insurance. Car insurance. Da, 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 da. It was very weird. <laughs> and there was another ad as well, which I've tried to look up and I can't find, for Norwich Union, which I think is like life insurance. And it was a woman working in a co-op, and she's about 40, 
and it's filmed uh, in a sort of desaturated way where it looks like really minging. And this woman's on about, um, I don't have to worry about anything, I'm only 19. And she tells like this story of her life and about how she never went anywhere and she still works at the co-op. And then she ends up with, I'm only 19. <laughs> and like the ad's like, you're a fucking loser, aren't you? You need fucking life insurance, loser. <laughs> it was the most depressing thing. I remember that growing up and thinking, I, I'm not going to have a job when I grow up. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I'm going to be a YouTuber. Yes, you're, you know. Yes, I am going to be one. Your Followers on TikTok. prescience there was, was remarkable. It was. There's going to be this thing called Boo-Too or Boobity-Toos or something. Something like that. Boobity-Boos, I think it might be called. It's all going to be about people making like little little videos about like RoboCop talking to, you know, like puppet puppets of RoboCop talking to things and having a laugh. And then that's going to quickly become the same old video about here's the new fucking lowdown on Black Panther 2. I know I did a video three days on it three days ago on it but there's some there's a morsel of new information so here's another 15 minute video <sighs> do you ever watch youtube anymore it's shit goodbye is that the end you, no do, do, i mean <laughs> it could be do you have anything to say about youtube apart from it's shit yeah well no i don't it's just i just in agreement asinine it's all pretty samey now nothing i don't you know I, I don't mind it being asinine that's fine. It was asinine in the beginning, but it was, you know, it was Swede Mason and... I suppose it was novel, yeah. Um... Yeah, but, yeah, it was, it, not just novel, though. It was like people were doing it because they were having a laugh. They were no, having just... fun doing it, and now it's just... It's all a bit streamlined you know, what... and... Uh... I, I know what we'll do, lads. Have you ever noticed that cable TV is really boring and really bland and all the same? Well, what we'll do is we'll do exactly the same on YouTube, but everyone will make way less money from it because there'll be way more fuckers doing it. It, it used to be as well that people would make like weird videos and that would be it. And then that turned into a trend where it would be, I'm not just going to make one video where I pour gelatin into the shape of a human hand and then like paint it with uh, edible paint so it looks like I'm eating an actual human hand and show you how to do that. Have you seen those? Or like, I'm going to pour gelatin into the shape of a Clorox bottle and then eat it. Isn't that funny? And then I'm going to do 2,000 of those videos. It went from like, I will do one of those videos and it'll be fun and weird to, this is what I'm doing now. This is my career. I can yeah. make a lot of money doing this. But even that's gone now. It's just, it's just I will talk about Things that much more informed people are already talking about. Better. Yeah. Isn't just, it? Yeah, it's just, you know... It, I think I might brain, have just exposed myself. It's just brain for attention for the most part. Um, and it's obnoxious and I, yeah, I find it repellent. Not Sponsored by Harry's. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Is it the collapse of civilization or, again, am I just an old fart? Uh... A bit of both. It's not as uh, it's nowhere near as baffling as Dogecoin. Um, I think we yeah. mentioned is a, definitely a step in that direction. The cataclysm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a jolly nice place to end it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. 
Uh, if it hasn't come across, uh, we do not help hold ourselves in high regard. I can barely string and sentence and together. And goodbye. Say goodbye, Damien. Oh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>